Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, January 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The city of Philadelphia ended 2019 with 356 homicides, the most in the city in more than a decade. In all, three people were killed in separate shootings on New Year's Eve. The number of homicides in 2019 surpassed the 353 homicides in 2018 and is the highest number of homicides in the city since 2007 when 391 people were killed. A total number of homicides in Philadelphia for 2019 is more than New York City and a significant jump from the decade's low of 245 notched five years ago. More recently, Philadelphia police records show that there were 313 homicides in 2017 and 277 in 2016. City Council President Daryl Clark said that they are prepared to pump more money into the police department as a new commissioner gets ready to step in and lead the 6,500-member police force. Mayor Jim Kenney named Portland, Oregon Chief Danielle Outlaw to the job of police commissioner on Monday, four months after the last commissioner resigned abruptly in the wake of a sexual harassment lawsuit. Outlaw addressed a number of topics during a press conference on Monday, including gun violence. She is expected to start in mid-February. Police are looking for the armed robbers who assaulted a family at a business in Haverford Township, Delaware County. It happened at the Fiji Nail Salon in the 100 block of West Eagle Road in Havertown at about 10.30 on New Year's Eve. Investigators said the three masked robbers attacked the business owner as uh, he was entering the salon. That's where I get my nails done. Oh, Are you kidding? That's really? my nail salon. salon. That's my nail salon. Who's your yeah. girlfriend? Yeah. What's your name? Well, I don't want to give her name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, because you don't want people to use it. But so, yeah, you always talk about this place. Yeah, and, um, I, you know, so the last time I got my nails done was right before Christmas, and I was there at night, um, which, you know, it's it's sort of a ghost town at that point. But I, but I know. This is pretty I, late. I, it was 1030 in the evening yeah. on New Year's Eve. They were still opened? Yeah. I mean, well, they, because they, people are going out. They figured they can grab up the people who are still going still out. still getting ready night. to go yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably closed. I mean, there's probably nobody there at 1030, but, you know, they're just sort of closing the business down at that point, and it's just the, the owners. But I know them. You know what I mean? Like, they're really. Oh, terrible. And she just had a baby. Like, Aww. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The owner told police that all three men were holding guns. They then tied up the victims and his family and proceeded to ransack the, be- the business, getting away with cash and jewelry. Uh, the victim and family members were able to free themselves and call 911. The business owner suffered injuries to his head and face. He was taken to a local hospital where he was l- uh, later released. So you know him yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I go there all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so when they say family members, I wonder if like, the kids were there. Like, I don't know any of the details. Yeah, I just had employees. heard about yeah. this. Well, that sucks. Oh, yeah. that's sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone with information on the robbery is asked to call the Haverford Township Police Department. A mummers group was thrown out of Philadelphia's annual uh, New Year's Day parade because of at least one member marched down South Broad Street in blackface. Froggy Carr, a uh, wench brigade that dressed in orange and black colored costumes and what was apparently a motif honoring the Flyers mascot Gritty, got booted from the parade competition for best outfit design. Mayor Jim Kenney tweeted uh, that the man's face paint was abhorrent and unacceptable. Kenny added the froggy car was disqualified from the parade competition and we will be exploring additional punishment, he said. The mummer with froggy car who wore the blackface defended his decision to paint his face when NBC 10 found him after the parade. It was uh, not known if any of the other members uh, of that brigade wore the blackface. I talked to black people. They told me, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? You can wear whatever you want. That ain't discriminating me. That ain't racist to me, said Kevin Hinkle uh, Wednesday evening. That's what they tell me, he said. He also said that he was wearing the blackface to honor a friend who died. I don't do a... I don't do this a lot. My friend, he passed away. He wore blackface, so I'm doing this for him, Hinkle said. I'll be done with it after this year. But we ain't racist, and we don't look for trouble. Uh, You know, you might want to do more than just ask a couple people if it's okay. (laughs) 
I mean, that's what his comment is. You, I you, talked to some black people, and they said it was okay. Whatever his oh, reason, if you haven't watched the news yes. in the past decade, yeah, there have been okay. more than a share of people who have gotten in trouble for doing uh, things like this. Like, why? Then, uh, I, t- I, uh, I don't know. The rest of them have an orange face. Yeah. Throw an orange and white face and, on and, like the rest of them. Uh, yeah. 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 Everyone talks I, I, about that. Come on, well, yeah. the thing Even is, national. Uh, yeah. Tom, yeah. I'm Tom Brokaw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know the intentions behind it. It's just... Uh, The Mummers Parade, which has been ushering in the new year from Philadelphia for more than a century, has caused controversy in the past for racist and insensitive behavior. In 2016, one Mummer group uh, made fun of Caitlyn Jenner wearing another, uh, uh, while another painted their faces brown and dressed in ponchos and sombreros uh, or as tacos. Last year, on New Year's Day in 2019, one of the comic brigades showcased a black man leading a white man on a leash. The group defended it by saying... That the black man was role playing as rapper Jay Z and the white man was role playing as Mayor Kenny. Uh, One more time. Yeah. <laughs> In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers are in the middle of a six-game road trip and are back in action tonight with the game in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. 40 games into the season, the Flyers are in fifth place in the Metro Division with 22 wins and 49 points. The Puck drops tonight at 10 o'clock. The Sixers, who lost three straight games and have fallen into sixth place in the Eastern Conference, are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Houston to play the Rockets. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. David Stern, the NBA's league commissioner during the most successful period in its history, died at the age of 77. Stern was commissioner for three decades and led the league into the global market. He helped expand the game by highlighting the league's stars players, including the Dream Team at the 1992 Olympics. The NBA itself grew under Stern as seven teams joined the league while six relocated. Stern died as a result of a brain hemorrhage he suffered three weeks ago. His wife, Diane, and their family were with him at his bedside. And then Don Larson, the pitcher, who Mm. threw the only perfect game in the World Series history in 1956 with the New York Yankees, died yesterday. Larson was 90 and died of esophageal cancer in hospice in Hayden, Ohio. And the Eagles continue to prepare for their wild card game this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. This week, the Eagles added running back Elijah Holyfield to the 53-man roster. Holyfield is the son of four-time heavyweight world boxing champion Evander Holyfield and was undrafted this year out of Georgia. There are two wild game, uh, wild card games on Saturday and then two more on Sunday with the Eagles hosting the final game of the weekend at the link. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first person to Steve show of the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Here as we uh, start our... It's the show that everyone is listening to. It's the President Steve show. <laughs> I love it if we went back to the Twenties. I, I was just thinking about that. We are, we are now entering into the Twenties, which seems so weird to me, Steve, because... You know, for us, uh, parents and grandparents, it was, you know, that is like old. You know, you think of the 20s. The Roaring 20s, the of roaring course, 20s. A, a favorite. So you know how many, I'm actually doing two charities in the upcoming year with the Roaring 20s theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's going to be seized upon greatly. I love the whole Great Gatsby area. But, but also, when you talk about the 2020s, 
it seems so futuristic, you know? That does, the yeah, 2020s, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But we're going to refer to this as the 20s, the 20s. Yeah. from now on. I mean, we were, we had a discussion about what, what was that, the teen decade. The we just got, what, do you, what do you call yeah. that? And, yeah. and the aughts before that, nobody really says that. It's a lot easier. But the 20s, so yeah, we're, we're wrapping now. Wrapping right back around. We are now in that. Well, uh, welcome back. It's uh, a short work week. We, uh, we had those uh, extra days off. We always take uh, New Year's Day off, and uh, it's kind of interesting coming back to just a two-day work week. Yeah, I think it's probably a, a better thing just to like clear off the desk and find out what's amassed and make sure everything sounds correct for a full week. So mm-hmm. um, yep. it's good. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, we do have a Word of the Week prize. It's only going to be two letters long, so we'll see what that ends up being. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're going to have a six-pack of tickets as MMR rocks corn and Breaking Benjamin Thursday, January 23rd at the PPL Center in Allentown. So we'll uh, have your chance to win those tickets, which should be pretty cool. Uh, we do have a guest on the program today. You mentioned the Eagles, cat. Uh, so Michael Barkan is stopping in today. They have an Eagles special that's going to air tonight. Barkan's proven to be a bit of a good luck charm. Uh, so. Yeah, and uh, he's awesome. We yeah. love him to death. So we'll pop him in uh, later on this morning, and uh, we'll talk birds and anything else, sports and all things Michael Barkan. So he'll be here <laughs> uh, later on today, and we'll spend some time with him. But uh, otherwise, it is uh, business as usual. We're going to get the uh, the entertainment stories and uh, you know do some giveaways with the stupid question and all that. Everybody good, though? Everybody? Uh, very good, yeah, 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 surprisingly. Though it was weird to see that 345 uh, time uh, on the alarm this morning. But that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, we know. always come back after a little time off, and you got to... You got to get into the zone <laughs> once again, and uh, we'll do our best to get there. So, uh, everybody hang with us. Let's take a break, come back in a moment, and uh, we'll set them up and knock them down. It's what we do. We'll be back in just a moment, all right? Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On IT, we shall uh, do some giveaways. We got a super question this morning, and for the correct answer, we're going to give away a pair of Flyers tickets for their game on February 10th. And we'll also give you a Flyers mini helmet signed by number eight Robert Hag and a Flyers winter hat from NBC Sports Philadelphia. So, the question that I have for you this morning. Uh, last night we did our conference call, and as I got on the call, I put on my TV, and the movie The Warriors was on. I was telling Steve about it because we were the first two to get on the call, and I was like, it, it was right in the bathroom fight scene. Which is one of my favorite movie fights of all time. It's fairly close to the end, so I ended up watching yeah. the rest of the movie, and uh, I was like, you know what? This would be a good trivia question. So what is the song that closes out the movie The Warriors? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right, what is the song that closes out that classic nineteen eighty? I think it came out in nineteen eighty uh, movie, The Warriors. Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. So I'll go through some birthdays. See if you know the answer. While we're waiting for your answer, today is Thursday, January second. And it is Jim Baker's birthday today, the former TV evangelist. I was just watching, um, uh, who did the recap? It was um, ABC did it on uh, the whole PTL 
story. And 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 from beginning to end, from uh, her name, I have a brain. Tammy Faye Baker. Tammy yeah. Faye Baker, who became an icon in the gay community. Yeah. But what a sniveling little <laughs> bastard! She became an icon. Was it mainly because of the makeup and? Yes, her, yeah. she was adopted, and then she uh-huh. went on and she walked the walk. Like she was involved in all sorts of uh, of uh, AIDS uh, charities yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And people who knew them together knew her to be an actual really nice person. Right. But he was always a sniveling turd. Yep. He's uh, 80. Happy birthday. Years old. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, Jim Baker. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is 52 today. He's going through some legal issues. Being a lot. A handsy and Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the uh, new year brings as far as that all goes. Uh, Tay Diggs, the actor, is uh, 49 today. How Stella got her groove back. Uh, private practice. Bunch of other things. Good looking dude. Yeah, he's one of the one of the best looking dudes out there. He's 49 today. Wasn't he that show that we called not lo- not uh, lost or what? What was it? Not uh, oh, Groundhog it- Day or. It was like Serious oh, Groundhog Day, right? Serious Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> right, where he kept living the same day over and over again, but it involved... <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that was called. I just remember we nicknamed it Serious Groundhog Day. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's 49 today. Uh, let's see. By the way, Casey, nothing's coming up on the board here. Oh, cool. As far as the, I'll, I'll the phone you calls up, go. Thank you. Uh, Tia Carrere, the actress, uh, really made a name for herself in Wayne's World, if you remember. Uh, she played. Wait, what was the character's name? What was her? Cassandra. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Her name was uh, Cassandra. She's <laughs> she's fifty three today. Uh, Christy Turlington, the supermodel, is fifty one. Yeah, she was the it girl for a while. Uh, yep, correct. Uh, Gabrielle, Car- uh, how do you say her last Kateris? name? Katerris. Thank you. Uh, from Beverly Hills, nine zero two one zero. So in the original series, she was in high school. She was sixty one years old at the wow. time she's playing there. Well, she's fifty nine now, so she's pretty damn close to it. But she was clearly <laughs> much older than high much school. older than everyone else. Yeah, so is she our like. president now? The uh, SAG after union? I believe she is. That is a good question. Yeah. She might be. Yeah. Uh, and of Ecuador as well. Uh, she's also the president of Ecuador? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah. she, she was elected uh, president of SAG after in uh, April of 2016 and is still the vice president. Or still the, uh, the you president. guys got any packages from them yet? I, I did. I did. Yeah. You did? I've gotten a couple things. Now, now what they're doing, so what happens is they send out the Screen Actors Guild, sends out screener copies because we're all supposed to vote in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Yep. And uh, what they're doing a lot more now, though, is that they're sending you a code to yeah. go online. But I did get a hard copy of like uh, the Harriet Tubman movie. I got Joker. Yeah, uh, you know, I so. got I got those as well, Steve. And I also got a, a foreign language film that's a Chinese movie. I got oh that no, yesterday. no, that's that's a that's a Parasite. Yes, yes, that's that that's one, that director is an excellent. He's an excellent okay. director. I don't know anything about it, but it showed yeah. up in the mail yesterday. Okay, all right, real quick. The emails, are those getting sucked up by our... Uh... They very well, well might. 100%. Okay. What? We have the they most... They have to be. We we got a whole um, list of them last year just through email. Has anybody gotten one in their email? Mm, I keep, and I keep checking, checking our... Checking, me too. Okay. By uh, the way, if if you ever send us anything here... Uh, expect uh, us not chances to get are we're not going to get our, it. Our email system sucks up everything because they, they, you know, they're, they're overly secure. I get it. Yep, yep. I've seen a couple of major organizations get that, you know, ransomware and stuff. And so, yeah, they got to be careful. So anyhow, enough about us. Yeah. It's our president's birthday. Birthday today. She's 59. Gabrielle Carteris. Uh, Kate Bosworth, the actress. Remember the Titans, Superman Returns, Blue Crush. She was a knockout in Blue Crush. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. She's 37. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Dak Shepard, guy that I've come around on, uh, is 45 today. We recently had a story about him before the break where uh, Kristen Bell, his wife, had given 
a friend as a as a Christmas gift, a model of his severed dead head <laughs> and that they had, that they had made professionally. <laughs> and uh, apparently, it's kind of a joke thing they do. I wonder how much those cost. Oh, because yeah. I would love to, I would love to get one. Yeah, because of I yourself. To... Yeah, that'd be great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, or I'm sorry, Dax is 45 today. And then the last birthday I saw, uh, Brian Boucher. Ah, uh, Who was uh, just working, Nick, yesterday for the Winter Classic, Yeah, the Winter right? Classic was in Texas yesterday, the, the old Cotton Bowl. And uh, Boucher is now a national correspondent and does the, uh, in between the benches, he does a really good job. And I believe he is a member at Chuck's Pool. Uh, yes, I remember him... Uh, I think, I think it's where we got the uh, the term 10-bell douchebag. I think you're right. <laughs> is he heard Boosh say it at the pool. Yeah. And I love that term. <laughs> a 10-bell douchebag. In fact, I, I vow to use it more <laughs> in, in 2020. That's your New Year's resolution? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Using 10-bell douchebag because that's a great <laughs> phrase. Uh, but uh, Boosh is 43 years old today, so happy birthday to him. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. In the film The Warriors, what is the... Song that closes out the movie two one five two six three WMMR. Let's start twenty twenty with our first phone call from a guy named Bubba. Bubba, hey Bubba, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good man. All right, Bubba. So, what is the song that closes out the movie The Warriors? Please. Uh, that would be in the city. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Joe Walsh. One of my favorite songs. Hang on a second, Bubba. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a pair of Flyers tickets for their game on February 10th. A Flyers mini helmet signed by number 8 Robert Hag, and a Flyers winter hat from NBC Sports Philadelphia. As you enjoy the holidays, why not win some free swag? NBC Sports Philadelphia is celebrating you with the 12 games of giveaways, and you can follow at NBCS Philly on Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Facebook for your chance to win. So and, of course, go. we all know the Warriors have to get back to Coney Island because that's where they're from, and they finally make it there at the end. I love that last line where he's, Warriors, you're pretty good. Yeah. We're the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, You know what? I enjoyed the hell out of watching I it. I love it. It's, People don't realize it's it's really done in sort of a, a mythological way. You very have, much so. It's, it's, it's a fantasy almost. Yep. With these street gangs. I, I, it's just a great movie. Yep, We've always I, loved it. I agree. All right. So uh, let's see what we got in the entertainment report here. A mysterious sexual assault uh, suit brought against massage therapist. I'm sorry. Brought. It says against massage therapist. No. By a massage therapist against Kevin Spacey is ending. According to papers filed in federal court Monday. Uh, the plaintiff known as John Doe, alleged uh, being forced to grab Spacey's genitals during massage at his home in Malibu. Uh, then the plaintiff died earlier this year of undisclosed causes, beginning a 90-day deadline for the accuser's estate to be swapped in. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this not the second guy who's died? It is. In October, a criminal complaint was dropped following his death, but a judge allowed the civil case to continue with the plaintiff's estate acting on his behalf. Uh, the terms of the settlement were not disclosed. This comes after a press-filled week for Spacey, who posts a bizarre video in the character of Frank Underwood from House of Cards. He was ousted from Netflix uh, in the final season after multiple allegations of misconduct came forward. In the video, he said that he was going to kill people who bothered him with kindness. The next day, another former accuser, Ari Bean, died by suicide at age 47. You know, I I don't jump into conspiracy theories or anything, but this is this is kind of bizarre. 
that you have these these people who are you know, accusing him. I don't think there's anything going on, but it no, does it's, look weird. It's just an odd coincidence, yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it's in Kevin's favor, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm uh, sure he's killing them. Yeah, you yeah. think so? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm pretty positive. Well, one of the things we have to look forward to in the coming days is Harvey Weinstein, uh, January 6th, facing criminal trial for sexual assault and rape. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Showtime. Yep. Annabelle Sciorra is expected to testify that he raped her at her home in New York in the early 1990s. Jeez. In the lead-up, some of the more than 80 women have accused the movie mogul of misconduct, uh, plan to attend his trial, and are preparing to be attacked by his lawyers, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So, Preston, I'm reading Catch and Kill, the Ronan Farrow book about this whole thing. Oh. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Much more than than even has come out in the news. No kidding. Graphic stuff that's just, if you hated his guts before... It'll uh, increase exponentially. Wow! So you know, the, in this story, it it, uh, it it quotes some of the uh, the accusers that are going to be there and how they're nervous and don't know what to expect and they don't even want to be in the same room as him. And you know, oh, the length and breadth though of his he set up a super system of quashing anybody who tried to get one of these stories out. Basically, the way like. Um, like a um, an entertainment reporter might like pay off doorman at different things. He was doing stuff. His organization was doing stuff like that at hospitals and through the National Enquirer and and to get pre dirt on people who might expose his dirt. No wow. kidding. Unbelievable. So he was just he was just brazen. He could do what he wanted to. Felt he had a system that would never be cracked. He was right? using yeah. He was using an organization that employed ex Mossad agents, Israeli. Wow. You know, I mean, this is Crazy. how deep it went. Wow. All right, so that's uh, that's uh, going to get underway on the 6th. So obviously we'll have the details on that. Lighter news. Kendall Jenner's modeling chops are become, are coming in handy on Instagram. Count Ken- her pork chops. That's what I want to Kendall became the highest paid woman on Instagram based solely on earnings generated by the platform. And she surpasses wow. her billionaire sister, Kylie, <laughs> who previously held that crown. How the hell did that happen? <clears throat> also in the top five, uh, Priyanka Chopra made $1.1 million. This is just off of the posts, okay? Chloe Kardashian, $1.2 million. Kylie with $3.8 million. Selena Gomez with $8 million. And then listen to how much it jumps up to Kendall. $15.9 million. $15.9 million. More than double Second place, Selena Gomez with $8 million. So, you know, I recently jumped onto TikTok to see what all that's about. And I've been going through it and kind of getting my experience on TikTok. And you'll get like, a, there'll be a kid who uh, extends his lower lip over his nose. Yes. And he's got 31 million followers. It's like, what the hell's going on? So over the break, we went to the King of Prussia Mall. Yeah. And uh, we popped into the uh, uh, the food court, went by five guys. Yeah. In line to get some burgers. Yeah. And I noticed all the workers at Five Guys, there was something exciting going on that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Right. They were, uh, everybody was kind of happy and, and uh, smiling and joking. It just didn't seem like people working regular yeah, yeah. jobs. Because you were there? No. Oh. It was not because I was there, but apparently the guy that was behind me uh, was a TikTok star. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? And I don't know who. <laughs> uh, I never did find out who. Uh, but he was with a group of about 15 people. I think it was him, and he was—he seemed to be around my age or something like that, which seems kind of old for a TikTok yeah, star. Yeah, TikTok is much, maybe excuse, much younger. one of his posse was the TikTok star. I don't know. We never found out. <laughs> 
But my daughter and her friend had said they, they had kind of put two and two together, though they didn't know which one he was. I guess they heard people talking or right. something like oh, that. That's funny. So it was all a buzz, but I was around a, a TikTok star. Looking, can I touch you? And you. so at some point, when when I went over, went back over to get my burger, a guy came over and he's like, "Hey, I listen to your show all the time. Thank you so much. It's great." Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I walked over to my daughter and her friend. And I go, "See, somebody recognized me." Ha <laughs> ha. ha. <laughs> but it was Great. it was weird. You it, know? Is, it is especially if you go through. It is a fascinating journey through TikTok. If you just go through the open feed, it's a lot of dudes showing muscle dudes showing you how to do reps, and a lot of prepubescent or uh, like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old girls dancing to hip hop clip uh, snips. You know from now, different songs. Yeah. I, I'm not on TikTok, but does it does it tailor to? Uh, you know, not unlike YouTube, we'll send you uh, suggestions as to you lo- you watch this, you might like that. Uh, well, is it, uh... I just go on what is the open feed that I that just so basically it seems like this is the 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 general sampling of everything. I never yeah. from the get go. This is what it's always been for, for from what I see. Now it changes throughout the day. I've noticed this. Like um, during the day, um, you'll see different things. Like what I is some. Stuff that I'm there for, really, which is like you'll have guys in wingsuits doing stuff, yeah. you know, and just just weird. Oh, they're look at this. They're they're making taffy or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. They're just weird crap or funny right. things. Yeah. But a lot of it is it, I almost feel worse when I hop on this app and get off of it because it's like, well, one right after another. Here's the deal. I, I, I like it. It's more it's a more positive app than, let's say, Twitter. I read. I go through Twitter Dude, and and I get angry. I would disagree. Yeah. I, I would. I think t- TikTok has far more oh. people ranting and raving. Oh, I haven't come across oh, that yet. Yeah. Constant. See, then you guys are seeing different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it, I, but this is. I never changed anything other than I just look at the straight regular feed that came through initially. I, I n- never set any preferences or anything. Like is there, a, Steve? When you're on it, is there a liking function? Because I'm not on it either. So does the algorithm <sighs> algorithm based on things that you've watched and or liked? Well, what I when I was learning my way around it, I was following like uh, I just, I didn't realize I was hitting follow. So I have like a, oh. a, a dwarf with gingivitis oh, and a, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, uh, so I was following all these things. But now that I got it, maybe that influenced yeah. a little yeah, bit. It might yeah. have. Well, anyhow, back to these guys. Uh, Kendall's love life is also reportedly looking up. TMZ grabbed pics of her celebrating New Year with uh, Ben Simmons, her on-again, off-again love. So there you go. Those pics are proof observers say that the pair are fully back on. Well, well honestly, great. who's been a bigger defender of Kendall Jenner and her relationship with Ben Simmons than this show, Preston? And they've lost three straight, and they're in sixth place in the conference now, so it's probably her fault. Uh, Kylie, by contrast, seems uh, more strange than ever from her ex, Travis Scott, with whom she shares Stormy. Kylie rang in the new year at uh, L.A.'s Delilah, while Travis hung with The Weeknd in Beverly Hills. <laughs> what, a, what a world! Yeah. I went to the Mashalu, had dinner, and went home. Uh, that's oh, still pretty I, awesome, I didn't though. even leave my home. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no Travis Scott. <laughs> Uh, Amanda Bynes took to Instagram to post her new look, and it happens to be a face tattoo. Uh, she got a black outline of a heart that sits right in the middle of her cheek. Oh, in the middle of her cheek? Yeah. Well, it's kind of under her eye. It's not like a teardrop thing, but it's more, yeah, but it's right in the cheek oh, right no. here. Oh, no. Why'd she yeah. do that? Because she's, I don't know, she's not right. Uh, she was and also it's not even oh a good heart. It's no, it, it, it looks like a potato. <gasps> yeah, uh, she. Why is that God. potato on your cheek? 
She also had a septum piercing, but she's had that for a while and has posted pictures of it before. She didn't write anything in the caption other than uh, an alien emoji, so it looks like uh, we're going to have to wait for the backstory if she even wants to reveal it. She looks very different. In November of 2018, Amanda told uh, Paper Magazine that she wanted to become a fashion designer and get back into acting, but after earning her associate's degree from FIDM in June, she reportedly dropped out before earning her bachelor's. Uh, degree in fashion, and according to Entertainment Tonight, she recently checked out of a sober living facility and moved in with her parents while she looks for a home in Los Angeles. It's not clear if she still plans on working towards being a designer or acting again, but she's cool with her current living arrangements for now. But well, yeah, she doesn't even look like her. She doesn't look like her. She's and, so talented. Uh, this tattoo is going to be problematic if you're getting back into <clears throat> acting. Seriously. They're wondering if it might be a temporary, but it looks kind of raised on her skin like it's mm-hmm. fairly fresh, so I, I don't know. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, Nick Gordon, the boyfriend of Bobby Christina Brown, daughter yeah. of Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. They both died the same way. Died of a suspected drug overdose. He was 30 years old. Uh, Nick's brother, Jack Walker, revealed the news on Facebook yesterday, writing, God, why did I have to lose my brother on New Year's? That's all I can do is cry. He also confirmed the uh, the news to people, saying, uh, we're devastated by the loss of my beautiful brother. He leaves a void in the hearts of my family and his friends. Nick's battle in life was not an easy one. I'll be forever grateful that uh, my God afforded a small moment at the very end of Nick's life, and I was able to hold his hand as he journeyed on. So Whitney Houston's family always blamed him for getting Bobby Christina into drugs. Wait, who does? Whitney Houston's... So uh, he was he was the boyfriend of Bobby Christina, and, okay. and the, the, the Houston's family blamed him for getting her into her drugs. Her into drugs, really, Okay. According to the Daily Mail, Gordon was hospitalized after suffering a number of heart attacks on New Year's Day and was rushed to the intensive care unit, uh, and he eventually passed away. His brother said that uh, he was at his bedside and spoke to him in his final moments. He also revealed his brother had died of a suspected overdose. So Jeez. Terrible, yeah. Mm. What a world. Here's another de- death. This is a sad one, but this guy lived a full life. Jazz great Jack Sheldon, known for his work on the Merv Griffin Show and Schoolhouse Rock has died. He's the guy that sang Conjunction Junction and I'm just a bill. He had such a distinctive, awesome voice. He's he was eighty eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I loved his style and occasionally uh, I do remember the Merv Griffin show, they would let him do his deal. He was kinda like the Doc Severinson of that band. Yep. And man, that guy could wail. He passed away on December twenty seventh. Uh Sheldon was a charismatic trumpeter, singer Conjunction, and actor. Conjunction. Uh, with a career that spans several decades, this is him. Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Very distinctive voice. Yeah. How's that function? I got three favorite cars that get most of my job done. Conjunction. You know what the three were? The three made cars from that. Uh, what were the cars? And button or. Oh, I'm, I thought you. you pretty far. <laughs> uh, he was part of the 1950s West Coast jazz movement, along with artist Art Pepper and Shorty Rogers. Uh, Sheldon was known for several roles on TV productions. In the 70s, he joined the Merv Griffin Show as uh, music director and trumpeter, and he ultimately appeared as Griffin's sidekick for 18 years. Yeah, long run. Yeah. Uh, and then in 1973, he lent his voice to the children's animated series Schoolhouse Rock, led by Bob Duro. He passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, he sang tunes including um, the Fun Lesson Conjunction Junction, which you're listening to here. And I'm Just a Bill, which I always loved. 
Uh, Schoolhouse Rock premiered in 1973, ran on ABC for 12 years. Show came back on air in the 1990s for five more years. And today the songs live on in YouTube videos, some with millions of views. So 88 years old, nice long life, but that's sad news. Uh, Orange is the new blacks. Danielle Brooks is engaged to boyfriend Dennis Gellin. She shared on social media. It's very exciting. Isn't it? Though? <laughs> I don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> you either. Yeah. Oh, she's na- isn't that nasty, right? Oh. Is that who she is? Nasty? Yeah. Oh, uh, tasty. I'm sorry. Tasty. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's been on the show since the beginning. She's Krispy Kreme. Uh, she said, I never thought one of the best days of my year would happen the last week of the year. Isn't that wild? Shared that on Instagram with her fans and followers. Yeah, it's Here wild. she is thinking one thing and it turns out another way. How about that? Uh, she said, I get to marry my best friend. We're engaged. Yay! Uh, celebs including Amber Risley and Gabrielle Union sent their congratulations. In the uh, form of what? Emails or cards? I, we didn't get the details on that, Steve. But the news bureau is standing by. Uh, in November, the uh, the pair had welcomed a baby girl, so they decided let's get married since we're already parents. So congratulations! It, it, this is great news. Then is the, uh, Orange is the New Black? It is. I, I just was looking. It's a, it's the uh, seventh season, and I guess maybe an eighth is on its way. Is that right? I thought this she was finally got out. out. By the way, the way she, she did. Yeah. Well, that's what I saw in the uh, coming attractions. Oh. So, so the original, the, alert. The original story parole. was she yeah. was in jail for what, like a year, right? No, yeah. not even. It was like six months. Yeah. yeah. So how? Is, and they've stretched this out for seven years. Yes, they and sure she's have. still in there. What are they Who's, taking? In a minute at a time? Who's she? Who's the main Taylor Schilling? And her is. Piper Chapman, and uh, and we had her on the show. She's a good interview, and, and like her story arc was interesting. I, I mean, everybody that was on the show was, was an interesting story, but it's just, uh, yeah, the original storyline they've really stretched for a lot of seasons. I got, a, I watched a lot of it, but then I kind of got bored with it. Like okay. as the seasons went same. on, I was like, all right, this is the same stuff. All right. Uh, well, they got married. Uh, Kathy Griffin also got married. Uh, what? She married her longtime love, Randy Bick, in the wee hours of uh, New Year's. <laughs> Bick, Mr. Bick, uh, in wit, what uh, she described alongside a clip on Twitter as a ceremony lasting just under 14 minutes, and Lily Tomlin officiated it. Isn't that what uh, Johnny Depp reads? Bicks? Bick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read Bicks. <laughs> Lots of Bicks. In the library. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I took so, a bick out of the library. Uh, so she got, uh, she got married. I really don't have any other details than that. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Has plans to kick off 2020 with a return to the big screen and the music studio. Wow! People reports, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Uh, she is... Yes, uh, back, bitches. Whoop, <laughs> whoop. She's... <laughs> she's always partying, man. Partying like uh, a sorority 20s, bitch. Yep. Yeah! Uh, she is set to start... To make, make those chicken fingers on their way over here. Uh, she is set to star in Among the Shadows, which lands in theaters March 5th. Oh, I'm sure this is a major motion picture. It is her first feature film role since 2013's The Canyons. So I know I have no details on It's Among- a great story, Preston. It's about it's about a monster truck, but there's actually a monster in the truck. Oh, didn't he already make that? It's called Monster Truck. <laughs> it's a reboot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's in another truck. We needed another one. Dude, okay, so, like, they were like, I don't know how some of these movies get made. There's a movie studio, and then somebody goes, monster truck. Yeah. There's something there. 
Well, many is the case, or many is the time, I should say, where uh, they will make movies for tax write-offs. Right. And there, some are made in earnest, and they hope to get to catch some steam. And maybe Monster Truck was one where they thought the concept was too adorable and the kids would love it. But a lot of times they will make these things with the intent of having the write-off. Wasn't Anthony Hopkins going to star in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think you did a riff on yeah. that. It was like Anthony Hopkins and Ian McKellen or somebody were the two guys this that were struck. This has a monster. <laughs> Literally, I'd removed the panel in the glove compartment and saw a huge veiny eye. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay Literally. is looking to do this. Uh, and like I said, it's her first feature film role since 2013. She has really, um, again, she was a, 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 a beautiful... <laughs> Girl, woman, whatever you'd want to call it at the time we were lavishing praise on her. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think she really just smoked herself into oblivion. Yeah, that and her messed up family, yeah. I think, kind of, you know, tweaked with her head a little bit. And she didn't... Um, Talented. She, she didn't blossom into a, uh, you know, an adult who had her head on her shoulders yeah. and everything. But uh, other people, other stories. America Ferrara and her husband, Ryan Pierce Williams, are expecting their second child. Oh, good. I, we like her. She was... Yeah. On the show, in the studio here. The Superstore star shared the happy news in a shot on social media featuring herself, Williams, and their one-year-old son, Sebastian. And she wrote, welcoming baby number two in 2020. Happy New Year from our wild and growing bunch. Uh, So they got another one on the way, so good for them. Hey, Friends has left Netflix. Officially gone, right? Yeah, leaving the iconic show. Without a home now, and uh, come spring, it will be available via Warner Media's HBO Max. So, quick question: uh, I w- it's been on, it's been syndicated on what, TBS or one of those channels. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's still on that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just easier because you know, like all the kids now are are into uh, Friends, and they have the T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just easier for them to go and they can kind of filter through it and watch it. Isn't that a mind-blowing? Show after show. Friends has caught... I I I think Friends, though, happened to hit the right tone about uh, group dynamics like that, friend dynamics like that, and I think it still resonates as true. But the fact that that kids are into that and The Office. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. The Office. That's, I mean... My daughter and her friends, and actually, like, I I don't... Like, the grades that bookend her grade, like, they're... They can um, recite it Word for word. Sorry, there's a man trapped in the glass. Let him out. There's a, there's a guy trapped inside our window. Suffocating. Right outside. So so we're Break in the glass. We're in a radio studio, and and you have you have uh, 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 soundproofed windows, which yeah. means two sets of windows with a gap in between them, and it and it uh, keeps the sound from outside coming into the studio. It's like we have a There's pet. a guy inside right now. Let's all go stand over and look at him like he was a... Uh... Between the two windows, like he's in the zoo? Well, he also, yeah, that's what it looks so like. So it's, it's a, it's a one-sided glass. Kathy, show him your boobs. He, won't, he can't even no, see No, 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 no. Not that first pane of glass is not one-sided. No, it's not. Oh, you, oh, wanted, you just want to count your Come on, Preston. <laughs> so, so close. Steve's pointing at him. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's oblivious. He's in there. He's working. So we're do- we're, we're having construction done. <laughs> they replaced our windows. It looks, Kathy, you're right. It looks it, like we have an aquarium. We have like yeah, we have like a pet. Yeah, our our windows are brand new. That's why they look so. Uh, they they replaced everything out when we were on vacation. Hey, we were distracted. I'm like, there's a guy inside our soundproof windows. All right. Anyway, 
Back all right, sorry, the, Case. Back yeah, to the it was just weird because it looked like we had a human pet for a second there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. No, not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Friends is going to be on HBO Max. All they the snagged uh, the exclusive streaming rights to all 236 episodes under a deal estimated to be worth $425 million. Oh, my God. So, they had, obviously, pieces of the show as well. I assume they get something from that. By the way, HBO Max is coming out in May, and it is available for fourteen ninety nine a month. Yep, we'll, well be getting that one. HBO uh, Go or whatever that version of it is. That's uh, I think a no. That's fifteen a month. So that's oh. that's the streaming service that we can get HBO now. If you don't, app, if you're not a subscriber, which is what I have, and so okay. when you, uh, the way to watch HBO if you have uh, Apple TV or whatever Honestly. is the HBO app. So this, uh, in theory, Preston is actually a bit of a deal because you're going to get all of those services and all of those channels uh, in one streaming service. But uh, it's one more thing to subscribe to. It's one more service to pay for. Yeah, TV's getting too damn expensive. Eat man. me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's too much. I, I saw t- it. Yesterday, I saw the, the, the teaser clip for the, the, the Next Generation, uh, uh, Star Trek Next Generation, and it looks great. You're talking about Picard? Yeah. Yeah, and, it looks and, great. Uh, him and Riker are both yeah. in, in the teaser, and I'm like, I have to see that. Yeah. And Rochelle's sitting there going, no, we're not getting another sh-. And I go, I know. It's, mm. you know. What you can much. do is let it run and then catch it on. But you're going to pay for it regardless. Uh, you know, like I, I was poo-pooing Disney+. Plus. And now I'm on it all the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but you know what? Uh, again, so Nick, just to understand this, if you hook up, for, so this new service will it have HBO, HBO Plus? Yeah, and all the Cinemax channels. So right now I have the uh, the HBO Go app, right? And all right. So I watch when I want to watch an HBO show, I watch it through the Ga- the Go app, and uh, it's about fifteen bucks a month throughout. All right. Uh, so this is cheaper than that, and you get more, but it's one more streaming service. And um, what I don't know is that if it will nullify the the use of uh, the app. Like, is there any point in having the app now? Uh, because that's how you can watch all the stuff. I'm to the point now where I have so many things that I'm, I, I, I want to go through the list of everything I'm subscribed to because there's stuff I'm sure that I forgot I actually, I'm subscribed sure. to that, that I pay for every month. I did over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. That was, my, that was one of my, like, uh, you know, cleaning out the... Uh, the, the apps that I have and the, the dustbin of your life. Well, yeah, the yeah. ones that I use and the ones that I don't use. I went through all of them, and some you pay for, and some you don't, and, and some you just realize why am I paying for this and why do I hang on to it? And the yeah. HBO app is one that I was like, well, I know this HBO Max thing's coming out, so maybe I don't need to keep it anymore because yeah. right now I'm not really watching anything on HBO. But that'll change in a month or. But whatever. you said HBO and Cinemax are in the same group. There? Yeah, that's they are. The, that's what this streaming HBO service is. Max. Yeah, Cinemax Max. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought it meant maximum, but apparently it's the. It's the two together, right. okay? Uh, that's coming out in May. All right, so HBO Max, and it's available, like I said, for fourteen ninety nine. It's not as easy anymore. Like, no, you know, before you, you just pull the guide up on your TV, you're like, okay, what's on? All right, this is the one thing I'm going to watch. Now you have to like open up, yeah. and then there's right, more it, to choose from, but it's impossible to figure out what to, you want to choose from. To be right. honest, that's why with the uh, with the the uh, the Fire Cube, which is a good device, and I know the new Xfinity box that you got, yeah. will do the same. Where if if you are on one of these streaming sites and you've watched a show, it all presents in one big menu. So what you watch is up there, so you don't have to go. Okay, in and in and in. You just click on where you were last time, and that sort of cuts to the chase. But yeah. it is a lot to juggle. 
All right. Uh, also, this was cool. Watch this yesterday. Emily Blunt, uh, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Jupe are back for the sequel of the wildly successful A Quiet Place, while uh, Silly Murphy and Jamin Hansu are joining the party. Yeah, it does look pretty wild. And, it, and it's coming out in like just a couple of months. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to be March 20th. Uh, the first trailer for John Krasinski, A Quiet Place Part 2, has dropped. Uh, with the Abbott family setting out further in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, and like I said, March 20th is when that's officially going to be out. So. Now it's a noisy place. Yeah, and it's really noisy. So the aliens are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime you're quiet, that's when they start showing up. You make noise, it keeps them away. Pass <laughs> um, potatoes! I want the mashed I'm setting them up right now! No, but I love the fact that it goes back to pre- this invasion or whatever yeah, happens. Yeah, to see the setup, yeah. Yep, so love, 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 stuff like that. All right, I think we're ready for the first clips of 2012. Oh! Let's get to it. A charismatic jeweler gets in over his head to pay off past debts in the new film Uncl- Uncut Gems. And here, Eric Bogoyzian, uh speaks on Adam Sandler's strengths in the dramatic role. Here we go. Whatever you think about Adam Sandler, whatever you've seen him do before, once this guy starts the movie, you're in with this guy. And it's not the Adam Sandler, this guy. And he's also bringing all these strengths that he has as a comedic actor. Shut up, dummy. All right. Uh, That's the guy from uh, the movie Talk Radio. It yeah, is. Yeah, Nick, Nick just pulled that up, and he was the main character in Talk Radio, which is It's a good great. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems is in theaters now, by the way. They're talking potential uh, Oscar nom for this. Uh, for the movie or for, Adam for Sandler? Sandler. Yeah. yeah, they say he plays a pretty loathsome character. All right, next clip. Joe Goldberg's insanely obsessive personality has uh, made audiences addicted to the thriller television series, series You. Uh, Penn Badgley breaks down the thought process of his character in this clip. Here we go. It's this really interesting thing where you're seeing the trajectory of a, of a soul, of a man, and he's just completely obsessive and compulsive and believing that he's operating by the logic of a, of a true romantic. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second season of You is on Netflix. Is on Netflix new? It's probably <laughs> it's a, a new streaming service. <laughs> <Yeah>. Netflix new. <laughs> I wouldn't like doubt it. Pepsi clear. Yeah. All right. And uh, there you go. <laughs> if you want Pepsi, you got to pay for it. Pal. There's <laughs> Netflix Pepsi free. Netflix, <laughs> Netflix new, Netflix current, and Netflix old. Yeah. Give me something yeah. without any yeah. sugar in it. All right. And there you go. That is what I have for you in the first entertainment report of the year. And it was phenomenal, it wasn't, wasn't it? It was wasn't it? Fired on all cylinders. <laughs> now we know why the 20s are roaring. Uh, we got a beautiful sunrise, so that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> sunrise. We get... 93 million miles away, and it still looks as glorious as ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're in the 20s, man. Yeah, we are. That's bizarre. <laughs> let's, do the, let's have a Charleston contest we later. We should. We should. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a break. We're going to reset, get ourselves uh, ready for the uh, the morning, and uh, roll out some stuff you can expect in the, in the first few weeks of 2020. We got some money on the way that MMR has a chance yeah. to be a part of it. And uh, we'll get those details more coming up. So let's take a quick break. Come back in just a moment or two. As you're making your way into your day, we'll be right back. Easy. Easy peasy. Easy as pie. Easier than a dog licking his dish. It's MMR's Easy 
Money Contest. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times every weekday. Starting Monday, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. As well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear that hour's winning keyword. It's also easy to enter. It's the first thing on the MMR app. Top of the page at WMMR.com. Or use the special contest short code. 45911. One random entry wins a 1000 bucks in cash every time. MMR's Easy Money. Five times every weekday. At 8 a.m., 11 a.m. 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Sponsored by Meineke. Total car care since 1972. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Hey, coming up on uh, Monday, we are starting up another cash promotion, and this one's called MMR's Easy Money. And a uh, chance to win $1,000 five times a day. Uh, it's like the other contest that we've done where you um, uh, you, you listen for uh, the keyword of the hour, and then there are three ways for you to enter the keyword. But we're going to switch up the times a little bit uh, to give some yeah, people an yeah. opportunity to maybe uh, listen regularly at certain hours. I think that's fair. So <clears throat> 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. I think those are different times. I think we had done it at 3 and. Uh, so anyhow, okay, it's going to start on Monday, so your chance to win. And uh, everybody who enters uh, has a chance to win a $10,000 grand prize. Pretty cool deal. Sponsored by Meineke. So that begins on Monday. It'll run for several weeks. That's awesome. Yep. So that's coming up. Um, you know, we, we, we've we been away for a few days, so we didn't get a chance to hear about anybody's uh, Christmas gifts and stuff like that. And I saw this story out of Georgia. Steve was talking about it <laughs> off air about this seven-year-old boy. He got some new AirPods for Christmas. He's pretty excited about it. Absolutely. Um, so he's a seven-year-old kid, so he probably was just playing around with them, and he was holding one of them in his mouth by the long end, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't know if he, you know, if he breathed in or what, <laughs> so he swallowed yeah. one of the earbuds, one, no. of wi- one of these wireless earbuds. Yeah, he swallowed it. Wow, that's pretty big. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it, he might have just, like, breathed in Ooh. and sucked it down his throat and then all of a sudden swallowed. I'm not sure what the story is. So his mom took him to the hospital. <clears throat> uh, they took an X-ray. And sure enough, yeah, it was in his stomach. It was just below his rib cage. They found it. Apparently, there's a little bit of metal inside the plastic housing, and so they were able to see it via X-ray. Uh, so the doctor at uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta examined him uh, and apparently didn't know what an AirPod was and uh, thought it was, she had never heard of it before and said it was really weird. And uh, But the the whole consensus was is that it was going to pass on its own. Which blew my mind when I heard this because, as you pointed out, Case, this is a little this is a bigger thing. It's You always hear it like a penny or whatever, just let it pass. Yep. But this thing seems like a weird shape. Yeah. If it goes down sideways or goes through your intestines sideways, man. That's not going to be fun. That's That was my thought, and which raised the, the, you know, in my mind, what exactly, you know, how, what gets to pass how, and what doesn't pass. And or? how do they figure out what can pass and, and won't pass? What will your stomach acids break down? Well, it won't break. You would have to have. I mean, there is hydrochloric gas, like a type of hydrochloric gas. This is my understanding. I'm probably wrong. Please understand everything I say is inaccurate. But I believe it's a hydrochloric type acid in your stomach that breaks down stuff. But I think this wouldn't be susceptible to that at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the stomach acid is. But, yeah, I mean, the doctors, I'm sure, took a look at it and said, look, this is going to be okay. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to break down in the stomach or poison him or anything like that. But I did have the question. It, do you run a risk? I mean, 
you know, are there things we know about the elasticity of the human body and what, you know, certain things can happen and what has been put up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, just naturally, will your body allow something of that size to pass without assistance? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. But, I mean, you know, they, they have to do a risk assessment. Um, yeah. Because that's very invasive, going sure. into your stomach to try and get something out of there. So, you know, the risk might be greater to try and get it out as opposed to just pooping it. Have you ever had anything that not was that recommended can, to pass in your system? I, no, not, not that I can remember. Like a BCR? I'm, I'm sure I swallowed <laughs> some odd things uh, throughout the years, and, and I just don't remember... Uh, you know, having to go to the doctor or anything along those lines or, or no, but, I, but I am curious if anybody has swallowed anything and they just said, yeah, let it pass. I, I, uh, I pressed and I had, uh, our friends were a Greek growing up and they had this, um, this holiday bread, which had, uh, a dime in wax paper okay. that was wrapped up in the bread and, and the meal was completed and everyone realized no one had found the dime. Oh my God. And apparently I had eaten it. Really? Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and absolutely true later on. At some point, there was a diamond. Did you look for it? Oh, yes, I was looking. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. And you saw it? I did see it. Oh, my God. But I God. didn't see it with any wax paper, which sort of blew my mind. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I saw the, the dime. Yeah. yeah, maybe that was the case. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe my intestines were like, ooh, what's this? Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it was it was kind of wild. Yeah. You, you don't usually think of yourself as a big conveyor belt like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. No. I think, you know, the stories I've heard more often are just the pets swallowing something, and the vet is just like... Yep, just they're gonna poop yeah. it out, yeah. you know. And, and, yeah. and from from me and my brothers growing up, our, our golden retriever would always uh, eat the He-Man toys, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, uh, the head would be separated from the body when the dog would eventually poop them out, crap so, it out. Yeah, because well, the, did I, you ever have a head sticking out of your dog's ass? No, but the, in in the poop, get me out of here. <laughs> The, the, yeah, the, the beast man's head was uh, separated from his body. Now, we've heard odd. the animal poop stories a bunch. Yeah. I'd rather hear about what people yeah. uh, have swallowed and either been, you know, told to just let it pass or you didn't even go to the doctor like, and you just waited for it to happen. We've heard of, like, matchbox cars being swallowed. Yeah. Can you let that pass? Uh, No. No, are you sure? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let's, uh, what about like a Hess truck? <laughs> that's a little bit too big. I swallowed a penny. I don't know if I ever passed it or not. I assume. I assume that I did. I did. I never told anybody about it you because never I wasn't. You never heard a, like a clink in the in the in the toilet. Not, not that. I, listen, I was a kid, so I don't remember. I didn't tell anybody because I was told time and time again. Don't put anything in my mouth. Don't put the oh, money in your mouth. And then yeah. I had a penny in my mouth, and boom! It went. I was like, whoa! How did? I can't believe that just happened. I can't. Yeah, I, okay. I can't believe I actually just swallowed that thing. Uh-huh. So, I may have passed it. I, I have no idea. Or I may just be sitting with a penny in my. Uh... Do you routinely? Because I do. I'll, I'll go through my poop just yeah. to, just to see. <laughs> just you, to see. Well, you got the knife there. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. poop knife. Yeah. It's my toilet in the in the basement. Mm. I mean, I always take a look. I don't go through it though. I got an email from somebody over the holidays who had to use a. a I saw that. It was a poop stick. They, they had to go out to the yard. Yeah, they had to go out the yard and get a stick. Because. It wouldn't flush. Yeah. So they <laughs> listen. You have to. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, what's up? All right. So when I was about six or seven years old, I was playing Mousetrap over a friend's house. Love that game. And uh, I was about to lose the game, and I was quite upset with that. So I swallowed the metal ball bearing. <laughs> no. Oh, the one that rolls down the stairs. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and, all right, so it seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, yeah, so, uh, did you tell anybody? Friends, oh, yeah, 
yeah, my friend went and complained to his mom, and, you know, she called my mom. My mom came rushing over, took me to the hospital, and uh, the doctor decided it wasn't something that I could pass on my own, so not quite along the lines of your guy's story. Yep. So they had to, they had to go, they had to knock me out, go down my throat and pull it out. Oh, but the, wow. the fun part with that was they gave the ball bearing back to my mom, and she had it in this little glass jar. And any time I would put something in my mouth, she would run and go get it and shake the bottle out. <laughs> wow. So, so they de- they determined, because I would almost think that would be easier because it's round. Yeah, it's, yeah. But they determined it was not something they could let pass. I think it was because it was so heavy. Oh, all right. Oh, that it might sit just somewhere sit there. in your intestine and not move all the way through. Interesting. Didn't you love that game, Mastram? I did. Jason, what did uh, what ended up happening to that ball bearing? Did it just over the years eventually disappear, or did you hang on to it? Uh, no, I, uh, she recently moved out to Vegas, and she gave it to me when they moved, and then I got rid of it. Oh, that's a little bit of history. It All took right. a trip. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I never, uh, I never would play the game mousetrap. I'd just put it together and that's what I do. Trigger them thing and then then put it in the box and never play with it again. <laughs> uh, let me go. Let's see here. We have a number uh, calls. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, buddy. All right. So you swallowed something, or somebody you know swallowed something? Uh, I did. My wife was making meatballs and she had a two part ring, the engagement ring and the wedding ring, and uh, she didn't realize one of her rings was missing. And I complained about the crunchy meatball, oh. and we never saw the ring again. Shut up. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so she's making meatballs. It comes off. It ends up inside a meatball. Correct. Oh, my God. I, every time I see someone make anything like that, they take the rings off. Yeah, they but, should. Wait, who wait. makes meatballs? Or, oh, you, no, wait, we, you we thought my mom lost her the diamond to her ring in a meatball. My mom never takes her rings <laughs> off. Yep, and the diamond fell out, and they, she they crushed up every single meatball to look for it. New topic: What have you lost in a meatball? <laughs> <laughs> Did they find the diamond? No, they found it on the floor. It was never in the meatball. Oh, that's so. Funny. So when the proposal took place. Did you ask them to put their finger in your butt? <laughs> All right. So, so Dan, you put two and two together. Realize you've swallowed this meat. This uh, you swallowed this engagement ring. What's the next step? Um, next step is I'm pretty forgetful. Never thought about it again, and uh, she still doesn't have that ring. So you you, no, you it passed? No the, well, right now you believe it passed through your system. Don't, listen, oh, yeah, you I said crunch. Know. Like you're, there's no way your teeth are going to crunch through. Metal. Do no, you no, like you, you crunch on something and you like Ooh, and swallow it like right away like a like a reaction? I've had that you know, where where yeah like a chicken bone or something where you don't realize and and you 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 swallow it down. I, I can see that happening. Dan, did you go to the doctor or anything? No, not at all. <laughs> God, what a thoughtful guy. <laughs> and so and you just yeah. forgot about it. You forgot to check your your poop, and exactly it just uh, okay. Wow. Uh, does this story come up at uh, family time every now and then? All too often, and especially by the wife, not me. Uh, of of course. course. I'm sure she's upset. Oh, my God. What man. I would do, just in case, is I think everyone would be wise to Thanks. put a poop examination table next to the toilet. Just, just in case. Yeah. In case. Uh, okay. Uh, hang on. Tony has a question about the AirPods. Hi, uh, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, bud. What's up? Um, don't they have a battery inside, or are they just uh, forgetting about that? <sighs> they, they have to because they, re- they recharge, right? yeah. I, I, yeah but... could, could, that battery could pop open and, and release whatever 
chemical that they use to power it. Good question. Depends. Maybe maybe they think that the housing, you it's know, that plastic housing is, is good enough to, to keep it contained. Not really sure. We'll have to do a follow-up on that, but thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let me see. I will go to, let's go to Quinn. Hi, Quinn. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so who swallowed what? My younger brother managed to swallow an ornamental seashell when he was very young, <laughs> about under a year old. Under a year old. How big was his seashell? Um, it was like about the size of a scallop shell, so pretty big. He managed to chew that thing down and swallow it. So he chewed Shut it down into, into pieces? He, obviously, he, he didn't swallow it whole, right? No, he did not. Um the Those are pretty brittle. I will give you that. Yeah. The, the scallop shells are it's pretty like brittle. Graphite. Yeah, okay. Right around Christmas time, too. So what ended up happening was my parents took him to the ER, and we got this guy who went and, like ran out and started shouting, like, his gut is full of it. Because they didn't believe us that he actually swallowed this thing. And the funniest part was that the seashell was painted gold, he, we were t- his yes. his poop his feces. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. okay. All right, so it was gold. It was gold. <laughs> that's that's pretty. You got gold coming out of your ass. That's yeah, pretty cool. You got like that. My question is: At any point, could you lift his ass up to your ear and hear the ocean? Um, no, I did not. Oh, right. So you should have tried that. Thanks, Quinn. See if all it. these things hold true. Nice. Uh, let's see. I will go to... Now, this one you got to wonder about. I'm going to go to Rich. Hi, Rich. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. All right. So, you swallowed something, right? I sure did. So, I was probably about six years old. It was around Christmas time, like the previous callers was. And, uh, for some odd reason, I decided to put a thumbtack in my... (sighs) Thumbtack. Yep, I'm laying on my back. I distinctly remember it on my back. Thumbtack is just kind of in my mouth, and I'm just flicking it around. And the next thing I know, I coughed, hiccuped, and the thumbtack was gone. What is it with kids and sticking stuff? Like, they'll just, I'll see it all the time. They just, boom, right in the mouth. Dude, my brother stuck thumbtacks up his nose. He had, like, three or four thumbtacks. That's insane. Yeah. So, so... so uh, with, uh, Rich, with the thumbtack, what did they do? They let, did they say let it pass, or what? what yep. Mean? yep. Went to the ER, uh, spent some two days there, and eventually they said it'll pass. Uh, I, I, I I was supposed to call my mom whenever I had a bowel movement. And she came up and searched it, and apparently I passed it at some point. Uh, How would you know? You would think a thumbtack is something yeah. you don't want rummaging around <laughs> your anus. It's going to mm-hmm. cut your uh, your rectum up from the inside. That's what I would think. Yeah. We, I would think. Listen, we've all had instances where I'm, I'm sure we have. I call them shrapnel s's. Thanks, Rick. Where it, yeah. it feels like you're passing yeah, shrapnel, like broken glass. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, to, to me, to, to move mm-hmm. a thumbtack out your ass would yeah. be unpleasant. I saw this text. I only read part of it, and I was a little confused. It said, "Swallowed a penny, and my poor mom sifted through my poop with a potato." And then it says "masher" later on. I'm like, why was she using a potato? <laughs> To go through your poop. But this is how we do it in Ireland. She was a, a potato masher that she had to go through with. Uh, my I, magical potato. I will go next to Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. All right, so we had this story about this kid swallows a, uh, a Christmas gift. It's, it's an iPod. It's an Air Bud. 
uh, and uh, or an Airbud. Airpod. Airpod. Airbud was a movie. Dog. He swallowed a golden retriever. Golden receiver. And so anyhow, they come. Anyhow, they told him to let it pass. And what was your story to share? Uh, my daughter was four years old, and she swallowed a four-inch boutonniere pin. Oh my! Oh god. my god! Uh, wow! That's that's a uh, very large pin. Okay. Yeah, we actually have X-rays of it, and we still have the pin to this day. Um, they had to go. We had to rush her down to Children's Hospital. Which come to find out that my daughter had the best ride because the the ambulance for kids has videos and movies and stuffed <laughs> animals and. Why don't they have that so, for yeah. adults? Yeah, All right, yeah. so listen, they get something that big, they're not going to let pass, right? No, they did not. We, they had to go down through her throat. They found it sitting right at the top of her uh, intestinal wall, right before it goes into the intestine. Whoa! And they extracted it through how, her mouth. How did they? Re- how did they extract it? Uh, they went down, I guess, with a tube and a suction and some sort of grasping type of wow. tool that they wow. used. Wow. It's amazing what they can do. It's amazing that they can do that, the intricacy involved in that. uh, How old was she again, Frank? She was about four years old. And why did she have a pin in her mouth? Um, We don't know because she wasn't with us that day. She was with her grandfather. Okay. Here, play with this pin. (laughs) (laughs) Play with it. I'm going to go get some bullets. (laughs) They had gone to a a church camp and made pinwheels. And for some odd reason, the school decided to use the, the boutonniere pin as a as the center of the pinwheel. Okay. Oh, wow. boy. Man. Wow. Four-inch right. pin. Thanks. See, that's the kind yeah. of thing you think, yes, you could not pass that yeah. or not be uh, confident because if that does wedge sideways, <laughs> I think you're, you're asking to look like a Play-Doh Fun Factory. Just before the holiday, we had a caller. I forget what we were talking about, but she, remember she had scissors in her mouth when she was four and she was yes. running and she tripped and she fell. And, like, same thing with the pin. We asked her, we're like, why did you? She goes, don't ask. And we just let it go, and she went on yeah. with the story. But I always think about her. I'm like, why was she four yeah. running around with scissors in her mouth? What were we talking about I when forget. she called in that day and why she was running, I forget. running I don't with know. scissors in her mouth? <laughs> All right, let me go to. That's the oldest thing in the book not to do. Right. Bob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Bob. Bob? You're on the air, buddy. Bob or Buck? I don't ah! know. Bob is what I What's said. Your What's your name? Uh, it's supposed to be Buck. Hey, Buck. What's going on? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. So when I was younger, about six or seven years old, you remember the game, Jacks, where you got to bounce the ball? Yeah. Pick up the Jacks? Yeah, yeah, the, the the big pieces and the whole deal. What did you swallow? I swallowed one of the Jacks. Oh, okay, man. so this Ooh. it was like a multi-pronged thing that you'd pick up. Yeah. yeah. And those are pretty big. So did they let you pass it, or did they have to surgically remove it? Nothing was surgically removed, but it did. I don't know if it passed or not, to be honest. So I, I wonder. Remember going through it, I just remember everything that happened with it. Playing Cowboys and Indians, put it in my mouth, put my head up on a hey ya, hey ya, and it went straight down. I Bob think I think you would feel that, right? <laughs> if anyone has actually felt something that they swallowed come out, how would you not feel something that size? Yeah, um, I, well, t- I felt it go. I didn't feel it go down. Like I didn't feel it slide against the inside. I don't think I felt it come out. I honestly don't know if it's still in there or if it's somewhere in the sewage system. Wow! Wow! All right. All right. Yeah. So I guess it just gets encased in poop, and you know, or maybe your body just shuts down. It, it saves you. Like it kicks into crisis mode, and yeah. and says, "Oh my! Oh my! We we have a, a, a jack on deck that's coming out. We better put this kid into a." Into an unaware state or something well, because so I had heard that. How uh, do you not feel that? Well, well, I had heard that like you don't have uh, pain receptors like on the right. inside of your body. Yep. 
Uh, so I guess that's true, yeah. And, and, but I don't know where that starts, right? Because, yeah. you know, if you, like, swallow something, you know, a big piece of meat or something yeah. like that, you feel it to a certain point, and then after a while, you don't. So yep. you're saying you could put a big piece of meat in your butt? No, no I'm not saying that. Well, you might. Try it. So you could try it's it. It's been yeah. done before. I'm not going to try it. It's sure been yeah. done. I've seen movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners should try it. Uh, let's go next to... Hey, by the way, I saw a couple of texts of people who have also... Swallowed the ball from Mousetrap. <laughs> That's a popular What one. a lethal game this uh, was. Yeah, the exact same thing. Uh, it says here, yeah, my daughter also swallowed the ball from Mousetrap. Doctor said she would pass, or it would pass. She would, she's going to die. I'm <laughs> she sorry. Oh, yeah, it's okay. She's going to die. <laughs> Which she did. Had to go and sift through the poop for two weeks. All right, what, what's the ages on Mousetrap? Because usually it's like, you know, like six, seven, eight and up. Yeah, young. Yeah. Very young. It's a stupid Mousetrap. Uh. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go next to Jeff, uh, who is on the line. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Durga, Durga, Durga. Durga, Durga. man. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Uh, yeah, when I was younger, I was probably, probably same age, six, seven. Uh, on the back of the toilet, I don't know why we had, like, costume jewelry. <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't know why. I put a couple of the, the Everybody does. in my mouth and, and swallowed it and... It did. I didn't choke or anything, but then afterwards I was kind of scared. So I went and told my mom, I'm like, I swallowed diamonds. Yep. She's freaking out thinking I swallowed, like, real diamonds. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's, I, they're in my stomach right now. And after they looked, they were like, you know, it's just costume jewelry. It'll pass. I never went to the hospital. I keep costume. I never went to the hospital. Because in many cases, it's cheaper than regular toilet paper. So yeah. I'll use costume jewelry to wipe. Uh, no, so so your parents just didn't see the need to go get you checked out? Nope. No, they were like, it'll probably just pass. What, what if it was like it a did. brooch or something? How old were you, Jeff? Like six or seven, I had to have been. Oh, my God. You didn't go it's into a different the... time now, is it? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, back then it was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, the diamond jewelry is next to the sink press, and the costume uh, jewelry is on the toilet. All right, I'm going to go next to uh, Ryan S. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Uh, so I swallowed a straight pin, like a sewing needle, when I was in high school. A sewing, like a, how long a sewing needle? Uh, like a, a regular one, just for sewing like clothes. All, all right, so, so hang on a second here. All, all the calls we've had have been, you know, kids that are three, four, five, yeah, yeah. six years old. How old were you at the time? I was in high school. I was about 16. <laughs> about 16 years old. <laughs> what were you doing with a sewing needle in your mouth? Um... I was just chewing on it, really. <laughs> chewing, chewing on, on a needle. sewing needle. Just chewing not? on needles. You're like Cobra. Oh, my God. Chewing on a well, sewing needle. Well, see, I have a really high pain tolerance, so I would basically stick it through, like, the top layer of your skin just to screw with people. What? Yeah, you know okay. what? Okay. I mean, he's a, even as I a... had it sitting in my mouth, like, because I just, I had it all the time. So I had it sitting in my mouth on my tongue, and then someone made me laugh. And I brought my head back, and then I was like, uh, oh, man. I got a problem. Wow. You know that needle I, I keep really in my mouth? Down. I swallowed it. Yeah, it went, went through all the way. Uh, I went to the hospital. They did x-rays and all that fun stuff. Uh, it passed through. I never noticed it passed through. So so they they recommended that you just let this thing pass naturally, the sewing needle. Yep. They said wow. uh, if it didn't turn... It would go through perfectly fine. If it didn't turn. It didn't turn. My God. Okay. Uh, interesting, Ryan. So, But you never saw it? You never... It, were you looking for it? I looked for it. I just never found it. Yeah, you weren't going to go digging through your poop. <laughs> you know, like right. the poop Classic. fairy. Yeah. yeah. 
Interesting. All right, thanks, Ryan. I mean, you see construction guys all the time. If, nails. You know, nails and yeah. all the yeah. screws and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, let's face it. The mouth is a handy spot for it, especially... I do it all the time. I do it as well. When I'm putting things together, I'm like, okay, I have four screws here. I only need one. I'll put the other three in my mouth. Yeah. But they don't really go past my lips. You no, know what no, I mean? No, like, no, yeah. I do the same thing. When, there's this, when we replace the, the... There are these small batteries in one of the locks that we have in the house. And so when you, you take it out... I, you put the battery in your mouth? No, no. I, no, I put the little screws on this oh, goddamn okay. thing. They're so small, I put them in my teeth yeah. right, and just hold it so I can do it like that. Because I, I invariably, if I have it in my hands, I will drop them. Right, so. right. I'm the same way we were doing some yeah. work in the house over the week, and, and I put some... But what you need to get is one of those... Have you seen those... Magnetic, magnetic, you magnetic glove too. Yeah, oh, and a glove. Yeah, and also my um, my one drill that I have has a little magnetic base on it. Yep. Just Do you know what? There's a cool there's a magnet there. you can wrap around your tongue. Ah, you can... just keep all that stuff in your mouth. <laughs> in wow. your mouth. You know what I? Do? Where are those drill bits? I got it right here. <laughs> Uh, those little twist ties. For some reason, I like uh... I like kind of hanging on to those. Like if I'm like you know like you're putting something together and one of the you know, tools is put together, you know, or oh, put it in they're, a bag that has a little twist. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to ha- kind of chew on this for a little bit. You know, it's handy. A rectum magnet. No. If you're doing, you can just, yeah. So you like to chew on zip ties. Not zip ties, about? Uh, twist ties. Really? With the metal in there? Well, it's plastic around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just chew on the plastic part. Once, me- once it gets metally. Yeah. Nah, that's he, that's, that's the chewy it. center that you, <laughs> that you get rid of. I mean, he's not an animal. Mm. Okay. Uh, here we go. Let me go to Jerry. We were mentioning this earlier. Hi, Jerry. Good morning. Good morning. How hey, are you? Good, man. All right, so who swallowed what? Well, uh, I was playing uh, PS4 one day, and uh, my two sons, they were in a living room, and uh, my one son, he has a hot wheel in his hand. And the other one, I guess he said to him, I bet you can't swallow the whole wheels. And the other one goes, well, what do you mean? <laughs> well, put the hot wheels inside your mouth and swallow them. Well, he did it. He swallowed the axle. The wheels and part of the car. Wow. <laughs> on a bet. Yes, okay. on a bet. Well, but it wasn't even a bet. It was more of like a, a dare. A dare. So yeah. how? So we're talking a regular Hot Wheels car, the wheels, the axle, and part of the car itself. Yes. So you're talking and about, go ahead. So he, what happened? We went to the hospital, and uh, my wife's like, nah, he... Couldn't have swallowed it. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, no, nah, there's no way, you know, he can swallow the axle <laughs> and the wheels itself. So they took an x-ray and there it was at the bottom of his stomach. <laughs> Parked right there. Yep, right there. And they said they'll pass it out. So there you go. Well, I, I'm, I'm amazed at the capacity of the Thanks. human body to, I mean, I, I know obviously there's, you know, there are things that can go in and out, but uh, it just seems to me like like the story about a needle if it goes down the right way, it'll be fine. My fear is it, it turns sideways and gets yeah. gets caught on skin. Or but it's also interesting how, like, if you get a if you get a foreign object wedged in your skin or something yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, that can lead to infection yeah. and and uh, all kinds of yeah. you know, really bad things. Where this will just kind of just take a little uh, little roller coaster ride through the uh, through Whee! the body and on its way out. Or you can be like uh, Bill, who had that piece of glass wedged oh, in yeah. his forehead for years, and yeah. he, it did it not get infected. There. It just it was there for a really yeah. long time. He got in a bar fight, right? I, there was a text. Oh. I don't know if it was true or not, but uh, somebody was um, uh, having oral pleasure, shall we say? Okay, and and swallowed a piercing. 
Oh, oh, wow. I wonder if that... Uh, oh, like a Prince Albert? Legit. No, the other way around. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, okay. Uh, she had the piercing. I got you. And uh, the guy swallowed it, so hmm. I guess that can happen. I don't know. Uh, all right, one more quick call. I'm going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, first time, long time, Dirk and Dirk. Welcome, sir. <laughs> What's up, brother? Uh, so when I was younger, I I, uh, I also swallowed a coin, a nickel, and I also got some stuck in my nose and belly button, and <laughs> I was also infatuated with chewing on chalk, and the combination of the two caused uh, extreme internal conflict, to say the least. So what what are we talking? What you had all this going on? What were the medical ramifications of what ha- what you were doing? Uh, they pretty much said uh, I was just going to figure it out on my own. <laughs> so hang on a second. Did did all this happen to you at once, or were these three separate instances? Instances. Uh, they kind they they seem to have overlapped uh, during my uh, sand eating period. All right. <laughs> you uh, ate sand. He he's going to need to go to a special school. <laughs> Your boy's right here. Uh, yeah. Wow. So have have your habits changed through the years? Uh, you know, uh, uh, take it one day at a time. <laughs> but you never know. If you, in other words, if you go through a Home Depot and you see something that looks tasty, you might go for it. I mean, Preston, he swallowed a nickel, had one stuck in his nose, and and and, and one stuck in his belly button. He also called in and said, uh, first time, long time, darker dark." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. really does like to bunch these things up a little bit. Yeah, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, the whole the whole free sample thing is sort of like a, a gray area. So <laughs> and you ate chalk and sand yeah. as well. All right. <laughs> Who do we have in here? We had someone Thanks, eating right. sand. Was it one of your friends, Kathy? No, remember it was my cousin's girlfriend. She uh, had some people over for dinner, and one of my other cousins was there, and she said that uh, this woman literally went outside and grabbed some sand from uh, the beds in her flower garden and uh, ate it. And that's what she had for dinner. And we tried to get her in. I asked for her to come in and she got like super offended and was like, you guys are going to make fun of me. I was like, no, No. we're not. No, no. (laughs) Steve, we ended up, uh, because of that story, we had a guy in here who ate some sand for us. And it was just Oh, the idea God. of even one grain of sand in my mouth. It gives Ew. me it gives me like a chill down my spine Ugh. just thinking of it. Ugh. Just nasty. But Chewing kids, on sand. But kids, they don't care at yeah, all, man. Yeah, listen, and that's that's the story. I was joking about him going to a special school. Listen, all kids do this thing, and they stick things in their nose. We, that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. I was I had my son. He was probably two at the time. I had him a stroller. We were in like Target and uh Lady goes, hey, uh, excuse me, sir, your your son has a, a golf ball in his mouth. So I'm thinking, oh, he's like chewing on. No, it was like full on in his mouth, like past his teeth and everything. I was like, dude, how how'd you even do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it hard to get it out? No, thank okay. God. He just used a nine iron. Yes. <laughs> uh, no wedge. <laughs> no, I needed a driver to get that thing out. Yeah, I can get that. All out. right. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, this kid swallowed. Uh, he swallowed AirPods and, uh, or at least one of them. Yeah. And the doctor said, just no, just let it go, let it, uh, let it pass. Swallow the other one for stereo, and uh, yeah. eventually. But you know what she did? The mother said uh, he was like, "Mom, I don't want my phone," because he had gotten a phone as well. Uh, and he said, I don't want to be near my phone. I don't want it connected to my phone and start playing music inside of me. <laughs> so about that. All right, anyhow, thank you for your stories. We do appreciate it. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. And I got some B-File stories, a lot of great stuff happened over the past few days that I will share with you when we return. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Man, a week from tomorrow is uh, day off on the slopes. Uh, or at the slopes, I should say. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a Jack Frost, so just a heads up in uh, Pierre and Jackson broadcasting live, ski all day, and then join the gang in the E2000 Lounge for the badass happy hour party. $20 lift tickets uh, through the 8th at noon, so next Wednesday, and you can get uh, info at uh, WMMR.com, and the list will open at uh, 9 a.m., so get on that uh, long-running MMR tradition. We have so much stuff jammed. You know, of course, you talk about that. You talk about the cardboard classic and all the stuff that's coming up. It's the you know the Roaring Twenties are off to a good start. That they are. All right, bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. We're gonna dive right into it. I got some good stories for you this morning. Uh, this one with an unfortunate injury. A man suffered a severe hand injury after a. Firework went off inside his vehicle. This was in, of all places, Florida, as of you can course, imagine. Yeah. Officers wrote in their incident report that just after 1 a.m. on Sunday, several people called dispatch to report hearing an explosion. The driver pulled to the side of the road after the victim in the passenger seat was injured. And apparently the man said to dispatchers, we need somebody here and now there is a hand gone. Oh, the front windshield of the vehicle and another window both shattered because of the pressure from the explosion. A dispatcher is heard asking the caller what happened to their hand uh, that it would explode. And the man on the other end replied, there's a firework. Uh, the victim removed part. Oh, oh, I see. The victim removed part of the firework while sitting in the passenger seat, and since the firework was removed from its other parts, the firework exploded immediately after it was lit. So this guy was lighting it inside the vehicle, and was I assume going to throw it outside the vehicle? We would hope, right? right? Yeah. A, what would it be like if we set it off inside the car? A neighbor also heard the commotion and placed a call into nine one one, and the neighbor said, "I don't know what just happened. There was a big, huge boom." There's a truck over here. Someone was yelling, saying that they needed a tourniquet. You need to understand my my neighbor's an idiot. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if a gun went off in their car. There's glass all over the road, the man told the dispatcher. A witness at the scene also uh, told the dispatcher that the victim's hand was partially severed. Law enforcement wrote in the report the hospital staff told them the victim's hand would likely be amputated and nothing criminal in nature took place. Wow. A Seattle woman said that she was frightened by a profane note left on her door after missing a Home Depot delivery. Lara Zorowski had missed a Friday delivery to her new home in Seattle. The note left behind by the driver included the date and time of the missed delivery along with a word or acronym that she said was offensive. And I'll reveal what that is in a moment. Zorowski had called Home Depot's customer service department who shared what the driver's acronym meant. She says, oh, I talked to the driver, and he says it meant see you next time. (laughs) As in C-U-N-T. I didn't accept that as an answer, as I think most people wouldn't, Zorowski said. Uh, She told the customer service that she thought it was offensive and claimed the company didn't apologize for the note until she canceled her order and then posted a photo of the note on Twitter. See right here, this stands for some house in town. Yeah. So Home Depot said it's looking into the matter further and that they apologize for the behavior. They said we're trying to figure out how uh, in the world such an inappropriate message would be left for a customer. Uh, We take this very seriously and we're investigating the matter. How would this idiot not think that she would... 
It, you know, come on. Oh, oh, see you next Tuesday. Okay, of course. Yeah. Uh, Zorowski said she believes this was a basic missed delivery, but when words like this are used, even as an acronym, they need to be called out. A Tampa Bay area Grubhub driver was arrested over the weekend after he picked up a large ashtray and swung it at a Burger King employee because he didn't think his delivery order was done quickly enough. Man, they get edgy. Daniel uh, Delelis faces two charges of simple battery. Now, he walked into the Burger King uh, to pick up an order for delivery. He became agitated when told the order wasn't ready yet. He walked outside and picked up an approximately three-foot-in-height hard plastic cigarette ashtray and swung it at the front doors. I'll use this. A Burger King employee stepped outside and told uh, Delelis to leave, at which point he hit him in the face with the hand and he also swung the ashtray at another employee, hitting him in the chest. Police were called, and Delellis was arrested. Bail was set at $1,000. Now, he's being held in the county jail. He's also awaiting trial on other charges related to an incident that occurred when he began yelling at another driver while on US-19. Delellis had cut the driver off, struck his left bumper, and then got out of the car and started jumping on the hood of the other driver's vehicle. Delellis then left the scene. The incident caused about $500 in damage to the other driver's vehicle. You know... If- this goes on. Okay. A few minutes later, Delellis was accused of attacking an Uber Eats driver who was sitting in her car in a parking lot. Wow. Reports say Delellis started pounding on the car and trying to stop the driver from rolling her windows up. The Uber driver tried to leave, but Delellis got back into his car and blocked her, blocked her escape route. Uh, he, at that point, got out of his car and started throwing rocks at the woman's car. The Uber driver was eventually able to escape. Delellis was later arrested on charges related to both incidents. He also has more than 15 traffic violations, including multiple citations for careless driving, speeding, and following too closely. On the other side, though, if you're the one at home waiting for french fries, that's exactly the kind of guy you want delivering them. the guy you want, right? Michigan deputies (laughs) nabbed four underage suspects drunk under, under, uh, under, I'm sorry, four underage suspected drunken drivers after they were spotted throwing beer cans from their horse and buggy. (laughs) Uh, the sheriff's so office. They're horse and buggy. Yeah, they're Amish. Uh, the sheriff's office said in a Facebook post that it received a complaint from a motorist around 4 p.m. Sunday that four men were riding on a buggy through Beavertown Township, and they seemed to be intoxicated. The four men were tossing beer cans from the horse and uh, and buggy, and uh, apparently, when deputies found the buggy, the four were identified by the motorist. Initially, they gave deputies false information about their ages and refused to give their names. Of a further investigation, the four were identified as Levi Mast, Andrew Zook, Joseph Miller, and Joseph Troyer. And you should see their mugshot. Are they straight up yeah, Amish? They, they don't have the beards, okay. but, but you can, they all have these weird bowl cuts. Do they look simple? They look huge and simple. Oh look at these guys. Oh, my God. They look, like, they look like cartoons. Don't they look like giants? They do. Uh, inside the buggy, deputies when found... When you said bad, you said it all. Uh, several open and unopened containers of alcohol. Police determined the four were under the influence of alcohol, and the men were arrested. And uh, we'll just end right there. Oh, right? my God. This, you're, Isn't that wild? If yeah. you guys get a chance, if we can put this up on the uh, on the site... They really look like artist renderings of what, but these are actual photographs. Especially the guy in the top right. Top right looks I mean, like he looks like Shrek. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they look like giants, and uh, and they have these bizarre haircuts. Anyhow, that is what I have in uh, the B file for you. 
this morning. Let us take a break and remind you that we have a new Word of the Week prize, and it's only going to cost you two letters this week. Very easy. Uh, Two-day two work week for us, so that means a two-letter Word of the Week. And we got a six-pack of tickets. MMR uh, has Corn and Breaking Benjamin uh, coming on January 23rd to Allentown at uh, the PPL Center. So we'll get set for that with the first letter coming up at the end of the program. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A little bit later on, our friend uh, Mr. Michael Barkan is going to be stopping in. Uh, the birds have uh, well; they get into the wild card this weekend. It's pretty wild. Yep. So we're going to get uh, <laughs> we're going to get him to stop in and chat a little bit about that. And I think they've got some uh, special stuff coming up uh, with uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. So Michael in here in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, in the meantime, uh, my favorite story. I guess of the year was this? No, it was on New Year's Eve. I guess though, but um, you saw this has made the rounds by now that the Pope, Pope Francis, was in St. Peter's Square on New Year's Eve, and he's, you know, he's greeting pilgrims and so on. And right, nice as to see you. how's it going, <laughs> he's, he's uh, shaking hands yeah. and so on. And as he starts to walk away from the crowd, a woman reaches out and grabs his hand. He's walking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just has his hand kind of lingering back. She grabs his hand and yanks him over. And, you know, he's an older guy, and she was hurting him. And, and he starts smacking yeah, at her yeah. hand to get her to let go because right. it was like, dude, you know. <laughs> and he has since apologized that he had that uh, that moment. He said he said that he lost patience. Yeah. He said, we lose patience many times. It happens to me, too. I apologize for the bad example given yesterday. But uh, she's yanking on him. He's like, hey, back off. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Look at her film. You know what? She was next in line. She was the very next person. And she was probably like, you know what? You're not going to pass me up. I know. I know. <laughs> Let go of me, you stupid bitch. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. <laughs> it it does... It did have me... Because he was walking away. He, and, and, he was and well she reached away. out and grabbed him. Yes. And, it, and, and yanked him back him around. Yeah. Exactly. So, but but it, it, it got me to think about not necessarily <laughs> that thing, grabbing somebody, but, um, you know, shaking someone's hand too long... Uh, or, or the, the person I, I, I meet people, you know, we meet a lot of people and sometimes as, as you will shake hands and, and as someone is telling you something, there are some people that will just hold on and not let go. Yeah. And pull and, you in and, and they'll just sit there and right shake away. and shake and shake. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I've stopped listening to what you're saying because yeah, now, now I'm focusing on, on the fact that you won't let go of my hand. You know what I mean? No, I, I know exactly what you mean. And and, and and many times it's it's for this wonderful sort of connection that is happening, which is great. But it, it just, it throws me off, especially when someone starts to pull you pull in. You in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
No. Let yeah. go. I, I yeah. pull my hand away. I don't care how awkward it is. Like, after yeah. I, I shook your hand, let go. And yeah. I just pull my hand away. And they get the point. I saw footage of the Pope last year. He was uh, greeting people in the Vatican, and he was doing just that, Kathy. And for him, he said it was because of health concerns that he would, he would withdraw his hand pre- pretty quickly, and people were giving him a little bit of crap, which is... In my mind, kind of insane. Stupid, you know, you're yeah. just letting the po- but, but, but I'm not but, big into hugs. It's <laughs> not my scene, bro. This whole thing reminded me of the incident with Bill Weston and Bon Jovi uh, <laughs> a year, year and a half ago, oh, yeah. where Bill got connected to John's earpiece, and John was trying to walk away. Now, this was it was an accident, yeah. Yeah. but Bill couldn't separate himself from John <laughs> right before John's about to go out on stage, and, and Bill. <laughs> Bill was just saying goodbye and being nice and pleasant, but he got hooked into John's earpiece, and then John couldn't get away. Well, you know what, and and that's another thing too. I have had it happen where somehow or another you get you get stuck to someone. Yeah, you're connected. So a piece of your clothing, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, gets connected, and they start walking away, and you're like, hold on, wait, hey, hey. I'm right. stuck to you right Let now. Let go! Yes. Rape! Yeah, I know. It's rape. It's, it throws you off. And it's, it, I, I love, the, I love shake, you know, to, to shake someone's hand. I'll put, when we take a picture, I'll put my arm around someone. That's all good. But there, there is that, and you know that guy, that yeah. guy who, who also pulls down, pulls your hand down yeah. to pull you in. What you know? What is this about? I don't, I don't know. I can't stand. Well, it. Well, you also often see it when, um, like, lead singers will go out into a crowd yeah. in a concert and stuff like that, yeah. and you know, like, just <sighs> ease up a little bit. You, you know, like they're they're going out to the crowd or they're crowd surfing or whatever, and you're, you 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 want to get a piece of them, and it's it's. It's not for you to do that. Well, it's, you know, also, it's just like, respecting personal space. Uh, like, like again, and, and this is not whether you're, a, uh, you know, on, on a celebrity, like a performing mm-hmm. artist on stage or whatever. All, but all, who just freaked out recently? There was somebody who was up on stage, and he got he got grabbed, and he he responded and 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 started giving a lecture to the person in the in the, in the crowd about you know I think grabbing his junk and stuff like that, which is obviously wet, well over the line. Simply passed a handshake. Yeah, but, but like I. I can understand you've got the Pope in front of you, and this woman was overcome. And she but, was but next she was, in line. She was yanking on it. Right yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Can yeah. we turn the air conditioning off, please? Uh, it's, it just started getting freezing. And, and it, okay, so, yeah, here. I didn't touch now, it. Now, our problems, I'm freezing my ass off as well, Kathy. But, uh, like, 15 minutes ago, I was thinking, oh, it's comfortable nice. in here. Nice. It's nice. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it clicked on. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, have you guys ever, have you ever met a celebrity and, and, and not let go. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, sat on their face. Well, you, you know what I do? Just sometimes? linger on the wrong thing, or you know what I mean. Well, All the time, I, I say goodbye too many times if it's a celebrity that I met. I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Uh, I want to continue the conversation, and so I'll do the stupid thing of it was great meeting you. It was nice meeting you, but I'll do it more than once. Yeah, and, and I and sometimes it'll happen here in the studio. I, you know, I just want to extend the conversation, and I'll, it'll occur to me afterwards. I'm like, well, I said, I think I said goodbye to them like three times. <laughs> yeah, but it, it happens to us at an event as well. People just want to hang out and want to say nice things to you, which is really cool. And then they don't quite know how to say goodbye at the end of the conversation. Well, you're, right. you're wrapping up a, a, you know, you have to get good at that wrapping up a conversation, and also knowing visual cues when someone right. is done with you. Yes, when someone has has made every effort to say. Uh, you know, I, I pick up on the cues. Okay, um, time yep. to move along now. This yep. person is done chatting, and we've reached the logical end of this encounter. Some people do not have that ability. No, and I'm I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to get better on that. Like, yeah. uh, just because I'm near a celebrity doesn't mean I have to talk to them. Um, <laughs> it's most, hard, though. Most recently, listen, I was backstage at Fish on, on Sunday night. 
and I, I was in catering with them. And I was in line behind Mike Gordon, who was the basis for fish. I was right behind him. And it took every <laughs> ounce of of restraint to not say something to him. Like, get hey, off his shoulder. Hey, hey, Scalopini over there looks pretty good. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Yes. I mean, you, want, you also say, um, do I appear rude because I'm not engaging in conversation? So at one point, he was getting his food, and I was right behind him. And... Uh, and then he backed up, like, and he was about to back into me. <laughs> and then, like, I, I really tried to back away from him. So, we, like, we didn't touch. I really tried very, very hard to not come in contact with him. Not, I didn't want to talk to him. This is before a show. If, <laughs> if I would have been in line with you, I would have offered you $100 to take something <laughs> off of his plate yeah. and eat it. Dude, wait, that would dude, have been his awesome. Plate, his plate was jam-packed with stuff. Like, I, I was like, dude... You can't eat that much before you go out on, on stage, man. You're going to have to take a dump, bro. That's were you, not healthy. Were you by yourself or did you have a friend with you? I was with my brother. Okay, so that makes it a little easier. Like, if you're there by yourself, you you want to engage in anybody in conversation just sure. to be pleasant to the people around you. But oh, at least you had your brother to talk to. Oh, he wanted to. And I was like, <laughs> he want, he had his, he had a, because uh, we were watching an Eagles game beforehand. So he had an e- his Eagles dog mask with them, and uh, he wanted to get a picture with them. I'm like, dude, this is not, this is not the, <laughs> the place. place. This is not like we're we're in their sanctuary. Right Could now, you have done you know the bro I mean? like grub his shoulders thing? Like, <laughs> hey, what you having, buddy? <laughs> and then <laughs> and that linguine looks good. When I had my my plate of food, he was already sitting down, and all the other tables were taken up. He was sitting by himself at a table. I'm like, oh my god, I could go sit down, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't. I didn't. I just went and found another table near his table. But, yeah, it was really, really hard for me not to to go over and, and just chit-chat with him. I'm having a brain fart, Casey. I went up to Pocono to do a ride-along with uh, the driver. Who, Jeff Gordon Jeff, or no, Jimmy no. Johnson? It was Jimmy Johnson. It was yeah. the Pope. No, Jimmy Johnson, one of the, one of the all-time Huge. greatest. Huge. So, nice guy and everything. And so it was a, uh, it was a media thing, and some yeah. other people were there, and, and we were first grabbing a bite to eat. And so I'm sitting at a table by myself, and everybody's getting food, and all these tables are full, and the chair is open, and he comes walking by with a, with some food, and I go, I go. You can sit down if you want to. I won't talk to you. you know, I said, <laughs> basically, I said I'm not going to bother you. There's no other seats. You can sit down if you want to. He went somewhere else. No, <laughs> uh, I was just being nice. Uh, you were know? trying to be cool, but he was a nice enough guy. Just but. want you to know, I'm not impressed by you. So please, sit so down. please have a seat. I, I have no desire to. I talk really to don't you. even I like. No that just, I don't even like what you do, <laughs> and I suspect you're not a good person. And, so please sit down. And you know what? And that's an interesting thing too. When you want to let him know something yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You, you also don't want to come off as. I don't appreciate what you do, yeah, but you... I'm not going to bother you. I really think NASCAR's kind of stupid. So you can sit down. <laughs> Dude, honestly, yeah. you, you drive in a circle for a living. Yeah, I, so... I mean, if, if you just, if you got out of the car, it would do that naturally. So, um, I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, what did I say? I must have said something. A monkey could he do what you upset. do. He seems upset. You could you could just tie the, the, the steering wheel to the handle of the door and it would do I must have said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's nothing that you do that has any merit. God, I, what did I say? What I must did have I said do something. wrong? Here, here's the text. There's literally no skill in what you do, but I, oh, I'm sorry. I got a picture with uh, my favorite morning radio show at a blood drive once. The woman on the show pressed her boobs against me. I didn't know how to say goodbye. <laughs> Marissa. Uh, let me go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Um, so a couple of years ago, I was walking through Ocean City, New Jersey, and I had seen a, a giant tour bus with a bunch of band equipment and stuff like that that all said Breaking Benjamin. And 
on the way back from uh from our friend's boat, I I was coming back and I had the stupid captain's hat on. I was like fourteen years old. And I see all these guys sitting on the curb right there. And I'm like, Hey, do you guys know like what all this band equipment and stuff was about? And they're like, Uh yeah, we're we're breaking Benjamin. Like we we had a show here, like we're based out of Ocean City and stuff like that. And I just I just stood there, I just kinda of stared at him for like five seconds. I didn't know how to talk to him. I'm not I used to talk to people famous like that, and that was just a, a weird experience. <laughs> so you were you were you were really un, unimpressed, or you were just you, didn't know what to do? Yeah, didn't know no, what to yeah, do. Yeah, I was just I was just like flabbergasted. Just as I'm, I'm standing here talking to Breaking Benjamin, just on the sidewalk of. Oak All right, City so you were, you were starstruck. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, All right. And then again, I had this stupid. Uh, the stupid captain's hat on, and I'm just like, what? all right, I made an ass of myself. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said, I'm a captain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I'm oh, a captain. I'm a captain. <laughs> I, I, I wrapped it all up by saying, oh, well, best of luck to you guys after yeah. the party, some major famous band. So Go was... do good music. Yeah. Goodbye. Cool. <laughs> Go do... <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate I think it. a lot of times people feel like when I, I'm introduced to somebody and uh, – it happens more often than not. Well, they'll go, oh, this is Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve show. As if everybody knows and everybody, you know, and not everybody listens. No, and, oh, But people feel, even if they don't listen, they feel <laughs> like the need to, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like you guys. And it's like, you don't have to pretend like you no. listen to the show. It's okay. My, <laughs> my mom and sister. Oh, my God. <laughs> If we're anywhere in the area, they're yeah. in town visiting, wherever we go, if we're getting a bite to eat, wherever it may be, do you listen to the radio? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Mom, don't, 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 don't. Well, why not? Because not everybody listens. Yeah. We're very popular. Yes, we've got a great high-rated morning show. That's wonderful. But not everybody does. And if they don't, and it's very awkward, and I have to go, it's okay that you you're, don't listen. You're it's, trying it's, to yeah. mitigate it's this. All right. You know it's coming. And oh, then she, she goes, God, I hate listen it. to DeBella. I, I had John to, is very talented. I had to sit them down and say, look, yeah. I don't know you mean well. <laughs> and I know you're proud. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely hate it when you do this. Please just trust me and don't do that. Because then people feel the onus is on them to act, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah as you said, it's 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 no, th- you know. That's why when you think on a level of somebody like a, a member of of the band Fish or or yeah, like a Tom Hanks or somebody at that level, when they walk into some place, you know, I know I feel weird. Any celebrity, you know, you encounter in in a green room or or in a uh, backstage at a concert, you want to like, what do I do? Yeah, to, to give them the space, or do they feel like I'm? being standoffish or would they want to be acknowledged it's the same conundrum that everyone faces press i was at a, a friend's house uh, right after christmas for a little gathering and it wasn't like a big party or anything like that and and uh there was a guy who walked in and my friend says to this guy hey this is uh you know he's introducing everybody yeah and then he gets to me he goes this is, this is casey and uh he's you know he works for the president steve show on wmmr and then i said Oh, are we doing what we do for a living? Is that is uh, uh, well? This is Jeff who who uh, you know works for for this place, and this is uh, Melissa who works for the uh, the uh, school district of Lower Marion, and you know I'm like you don't it that it doesn't have to go because you yeah, hand in you, hand. You, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to place someone in an uncomfortable position of saying well, I I don't I don't I don't listen, listen. Or, I don't know that yeah. they have to act as if they do, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, it's just you were you've been there and you wouldn't want that put on you. Yeah, you know. But going back to the uh, the pulp thing that took place, where this this woman kind of stepped out of yeah. bounds yes. a little bit or cool. over over the line a little Grabbed bit. Grabbed them. 
Uh, and I wouldn't mind hearing from people who maybe were kind of chastised and then in hindsight realized, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Because I do have a story. Oh, do you? Of me. It's, it's not much. All right. uh, but I, I, I look back. I was really angry at the time. And then I looked back later. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This person was right to probably tell me to back off. So it was Tom Cochran. You remember him? Yes, Tom Cochran. The band Red Rider, Rootsick Fringe, and all that. So he had the song... Life is a Highway Out. It was just hitting. Yeah. So, it, which went on to be a gigantic Mega hit. hit record. So he came into St. Louis. He did an interview with our morning show. I was the music director. We went out to dinner the night before. Blah, blah, blah. A couple of the members of the Flyers, or not the Flyers, the St. Louis Blues were there and everything. And we were all buddy-buddy chum that night at dinner. Right. The next morning comes and does the, uh, uh, the morning show. And then that night he was going to be playing a show at a nightclub. I was going to be there and to introduce the band on stage and so on. So uh, uh, when before I headed out, um, a guy who played for the Blues, a guy named Tony Twist, he gave me a call. We were kind of friends, and he's like, hey, do me a favor when you get there, because he's Canadian as well. He's like, tell Tom, uh, you know, it's great to meet him, and I want to buy him a case of champagne. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Uh, so I show up at the gig. I see Tom. He's over here. He's talking to these people. I come walking up. I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing, man? What's up? I kind of jumped in the middle yeah. of the conversation. I look, Tony Twist told me he's going to buy a case of champagne, blah, 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 this, and that. And he looks at me and goes... Excuse me, but I'd like to talk to my cousins right now who are right here. Oh boy! And I was just—I was all excited yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, you know, he's, you know, this guy, blah blah blah, yeah, yeah, he wants yeah. to do this for you. We had a great time last night, and it was just like, boom! Wow. I was just shut down, and I was like, wow, you're an a-hole. Yeah. I thought immediately, but it wasn't until later I realized, wait a minute. <laughs> I was the a-hole. I'm the a-hole who jumped in the middle of his right. conversation of his family members who we probably hadn't seen in a long time. who we were local to the area. And I, I, it took me a while to to get past that. And I still feel embarrassed about the fact that I did that. You Wait, know you're, I mean? you're, 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 and it was just a blip on his radar. It didn't mean anything at all to him. Just one more groupie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was dumb. I, I, I probably should have just... And I was younger. I was in my 20s, and I was all excited. We should it's, probably get him on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Yeah, yeah please. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I, God. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind uh, apologizing all these years later. No kidding. My cousin died the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last time I spoke with them. So life is not a highway. It's a dead end. Uh, <laughs> I think on. it's cool that you were friends with Tony Twist. I love that guy. He was a bruiser. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Marissa? All right. I have one that I haven't told anyone ever because it's embarrassing. I don't think I ever told that story either. Okay. I've always been embarrassed about you it. You inspired me. So uh, I was out in L.A. T- uh, 2017 for the Eagles Raiders game. And um, the the place was – there was like a lot of celebrities around. I saw um, – uh, Dustin Diamond? Yes, exactly. Uh, but anyway, so I'm walking through my section, and the tunnel is completely empty, and Flea walks by me. And I was like, oh, my God, Flea, oh, my God, a, a huge fan. Like, I work for a rock station. And I was like, can I get a picture? And he looked at me Oh no! with disgust. Oh. And was just like, no, just leave me alone. And like, He said that? Yes, but oh. like, but I do not hold him against it because I was also like just an Eagles fan, just walking through the tunnel, like wanting. F- and he just was at a game, and he just wanted to like be human for a moment, and he like had food in his hands, like he was coming back from the concession stands. Uh, well, here, let me carry that for you. Yeah. Like, so when you when you approached him, how, were you overly eager? Do you think you you sounded kind of shocked? Or do you think if you had said, 
Um, Mr. Flea, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. Would I be able to get it? Would you mind if I took a picture with you? I think I contained my excitement. Oh, so you were contained. But I also, like, I, I, I just thought I thought I was cool. I thought it was in. The, yeah. the tunnel was empty, so it wasn't, like, starting anything. Right. Like, if I took a picture, nobody else was around. So I know. One, and, oh, it crushed my soul. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, much. Because I was just embarrassed that I asked him. Instead of just walking up and saying, like, hey, Huge fan, like thank you for all that you do. Yeah, yeah, and now now you want a piece of me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what well, about who was it? Uh, Howard Hessman? Howard Hessman was a jerk, though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was just a prick. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was fourteen or fifteen years old at the time, and in and, a French airport, right? And, yeah, in Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, and uh, he was there for the bicentennial. Willard Scott, totally nice yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Howard Hessman, the original Ronald McDonald, thank by the you. way. Yeah. Uh, but Howard Hessman was not only a jerk to me, but he was a jerk to all the kids that we were with, and all we wanted to do was get a what picture of What do you think? I'm, f- I'm Flea? Yeah. He's not, but the uh, head of the class was huge at the uh, time. But honestly, th- always remember that in these instances where, like, you and and, uh, and Marissa is like, you know, do you want to carry to that next level, or is it simply, hi, I'm a big fan of your work? Yeah. It, it, does that get it done? What what if that woman with the Pope had said, hi, I'm a big fan of your robe? <laughs> You and God. No, he, he was all, he was walking away. Oh, she, yeah. If yeah. she didn't pull him, that, that was it. That yeah, was it. she wasn't going to get to shake no. his hand. So uh, she got yo, dude. <laughs> I I I do less and less interaction with uh, people that are famous that I that I admire. If, if you're yeah. famous, just for and I don't really, I'm not into whatever you're into. I won't even bother. I'll like just, TikTok people. Yeah, like the TikTok <laughs> star I saw yeah. being approached from all over the weekend. Um, Can I just get my teriyaki, please? <laughs> I less and less want to go over and and talk to them because I I say to myself, what am I going to get out of this? Yeah, am I am I going to make a personal connection with this person? Most likely, would you be my best friend? Most likely <laughs> not. And what? Where am I going to go with the conversation after if it does start to lead down? You know, if I do want to try to engage. And it's going to end awkward with me just kind of standing there and and wrapping up and you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I I don't know. You're you're a lot better at it though, Case. I see you talk with uh, a lot of celebs we have come in here for interviews, and you'll have extended conversations with them. And I I don't really do that. Yeah, but I also feel super awkward about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, sometimes you know, like you also have to remember that when we we bring people in here, um, there's you know there's six people on the show. And everybody kind of wants a piece of them, but you know, I, I kind of have to give them like the once over of like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You're, you're, blah, 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 blah. you're yeah. the main conduit, yeah. and so that's usually the case. But sometimes I get into like awkward situations where I'm like, why did I lead this conversation in this direction? This this is this means absolutely nothing, and I've kind of talked this conversation into a corner. All right, how am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> like, well, I, I right? really, um, I haven't really thought much about balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was the last person you were nervous around? Nervous around. It would. Well, what about fish? You just talked about. Was that the last one? That would... Yeah, but I wasn't really even nervous. And you've met I, them before. I, and I've met them before, but so, I haven't like I, I didn't engage in conversation. So, so I, there was no there was no nerves. Mm, man, I I don't even know Travolta. We, well, we had Travolta, but he was so easy to talk to. Yeah. He he yeah. made he made it a lot easier. I'm trying. You I know who's so difficult all the time is Michael Barkan. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just the worst. Just yeah. the worst. No, I, know. I get he, yeah. I get more nervous around musicians than I do actors. Okay, I think um, maybe athletes because uh, actors are 
a little bit more arty and can be a little bit more standoffish or moody, I think, where actors a lot of time know how to play a role and, and right. probably do that just to get through. I'm going like like <laughs> you know I mean? to act like I like you. I'm going to act like I like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Casey, I've se- I, so to you, I've seen you fanboy. You're right. About athletes. Fanboy athletes out. are when you fanboy out and you will readily admit that to them, which sure. I think is sort of a disarming thing. And they respond to that. I've seen you with um, uh, musicians, uh, Preston. Kathy and Nick, do you, do you have similar, or, or who, who who makes you, you know, ner- nervous? Well, I don't know. I, the last person I really got nervous around was just because I'm a, a huge fan was uh, with Tim Robbins when he was in the studio. Yeah. I, the, Shawshank's my favorite movie of all time, and he couldn't have been nicer. And and so, but I remember being nervous when he got in here. Uh, but you're right about Travolta, Casey. Like yeah. he, he just he put you at ease. Yep. He said your name. You know, yeah. he would say he would address you as Casey. He would address me as Nick, and like so that made it really easy. And Steve, to your your question, it's kind of funny about how proximity can change things. I sit closest to the guest where the yeah. guest microphone is, and you can kind of read whether or not they want to have a, a conversation yeah. or not. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they put their headphones on. You're like, okay, they yeah, don't want to talk. They yeah. don't want to talk, and that's yeah. fine. But sometimes I'll be sitting next to them, and just before we go on, or like if you finish saying what you right. want to say or whatever, I'll just engage with them. Hey, where in LA do you live, or whatever. And uh, and I'm not nervous about doing that. Right. It depends on the like. For, well, when you met Eddie Vedder, that, certainly well, that had to be a seismic yes difference. That was a, it's the, my favorite uh, musician in my favorite band, and I also, like balloons. I like balloons. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what do you think about balloons? But I was. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Something about balloons? But I was also engineering. That I like interview. the long ones. No, you remember how I I had to do the engineering on that. And yeah, the yeah. engineering kept getting screwed up, so I had a task in front of me that I was in charge of trying to get done, and I, I wasn't doing and it And you're right. worried. Yeah, yeah, so I was so worried about that. Since you had a great conversation backstage about, about balloons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, whether the long ones that look like big noodles are better than the brown ones, and we had a great conversation. That's where that whole Tanek thing came yeah, from. Yeah. Was, yeah. And then um, Mylar is a whole other yeah, conversation. Well, yeah. you got to so. watch those because if they fly up into the electrical lines, you can tell it's power out. <laughs> It was a few years ago. Nick, I think you were at this thing. I don't know how I was invited to this place, but uh, I was invited for uh, dinner with Eric Lindros. And I ended up somehow sitting right next to him. And I was like, oh, man. I love you so much. <laughs> you do it. It's legit. And you you want to you want to you want to ta- tap the brakes on it. I went to dinner with him one night. He was super nice. In he, fact, he made a point to come over and sit by us and sit down and talk for he, a little while. And I believe he did that that really night cool. as well because it was like a long like it was like a yeah. U-shaped sort of yeah. dinner table yeah. and I I didn't mean to, but I I'm like, "Okay, I'm I guess I'm the guy sitting next to Eric Lindros tonight and I wanted to You just want to make sure that you like, "All right, don't overdo it don't right. embarrass yourself do you, do you think there's some sort of okay so if we were to put together a guidebook of the do's and don'ts you know are there any hard and fast rules or keep i would simple. say keep it keep simple. it simple is probably the best mm-hmm. keep it simple and sincere yeah they've probably had more than their share of these interactions and appreciate I think anybody is in any of these things because they do enjoy a bit of the adulation when it sincerely has moved someone. So here, here, here are the rules that I would say: keep it simple, right? Uh, like we learned with the Pope, physical contact probably not a good idea. Let's go, bitch! Other than just reaching out and maybe a handshake, and you're going to have to let them lead where it goes. You've you've got to yes. you've got to let them lead where it goes. Um, if if you say, "Hey, I'm a big fan." Uh, you know, I just wanted to say thank you. 
If they ask you a question, then they're open for maybe a little bit more. Oh, really? Well, how long have you been, uh, you know, uh, seeing my movies or going to games or whatever it may be? Let them lead it. If they, if they let, to, them let them lead. If they, if they inquire something, then then they're in the mood to talk it, for a moment. Yeah. Is this the perfect interaction? Oh, no. I never thought Eric Lindros <laughs> would be calling my phone. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have to apologize to Eric because um, we're kind of around the same age, so uh, I don't know what it was, but, uh, you know, I, I sort of fell in love with you a little bit in a totally gay way. Uh, I don't know. You, you do that to guys, Eric. You do it to dudes, man. I don't know what just happened here, but it was uncomfortable. Jeez, uh, these things happen. They're going to happen. And, um, you know, there are some some ways to, uh, to possibly... Uh, uh, so you're you're in Toronto now? Yeah, yeah. We want you back here in Philly. Oh no! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! But in case that's six years ago, I was I don't know. I try I try and forget it. It was Winter Classic time, and so when you get to know somebody a little bit, which has happened with Lindros over the years since then, it becomes easier. And he's acknowledged that call, and we've had fun with it. Yeah. And by the way, it was edited. You didn't say in a totally gay way. Yeah. We also we'll get bands in here who were on their way up, and so we tend to not know a lot about them because there's not a lot of information about them yet. So again, like don't. You know, you were talking about be sincere. You know, don't talk. I know. Just to talk. And, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're saying. And pretend to know more than you actually do about them. Here, we have a tweet that says here, hey, Preston Steve, I met Ryan Howard down in Florida in a small bar. Tried to say hi to him, but he pretended he didn't know who the Phillies were <laughs> or even what baseball was. It was so awkward. You think that might have been a chance? That it wasn't Ryan Howard? <laughs> oh, my God. Is that possible? <laughs> it's really quite funny. possible. Well, Sometimes like the- people don't. I've seen celebrities be, um, you know, dicks to people and, yeah. and, and act sure. like, I don't know. No, I'm not. You know, yeah. and, and they'll, they'll that that's their deflection. Right. If you look at someone who, if you, again, we always bring up the name Tom Hanks because there's a guy who knows how to oh, yeah. interact with people like the paparazzi. You never see stuff that's inflammatory with him or whatever. You know, again, he, he keeps it simple, uh, jovial, um, you know, and, 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 and moves along. Well, and like, uh, Steve, we had Dan Aykroyd on the show not that long ago, yeah. and, and we saw him down in Hawaii for the, the premiere of Pearl Harbor, and he was on the deck of the, the aircraft carrier we were on, and he's, get, he's getting done with his yeah. personal appearance thing, and a sailor comes over and he goes, uh, Mr. Aykroyd, can I, you know, can I uh, get a picture? And he's like, walk with me. He's like, we're not yeah. staying here. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So he knew right. it was time to go, but he didn't want to leave this guy in the in, in the dark. And, and, and yeah. you and I said, Mr. Aykroyd, we're sailors as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, hang on a second. Let me go to a couple of calls here. I'll go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. And Chris, I'm on the radio. (laughs) What's up, Dave? All right. I've been waiting all year to tell you this story. So uh, real quick, I met Jeremy Roenick at the uh, outdoor game last year, and we were running through the concourse, so it had to be a really quick uh, meeting. I stopped and I said, Mr. Roenick, I got frozen up. I said, "Uh, I like hockey. (laughs) that's a that's a perfect example i like that's a perfect example that's great dave but so another one so i met cassie last year at double dare live and we actually walked into the building together she was with uh jason i assume dennis so i didn't say anything then because i i pulled over to my girlfriend i said oh my god that's that's cassie from the radio station she's like what radio station (laughs) all right never mind don't worry 
so I was getting concessions, and she walked by, and I didn't know what to say. So I just yelled Bucksco, and she, like, looked over and gave me, like, the fist pump in the air. But after, I felt, like, really awkward with it because I was like, I could have thought of something a little bit better to say than that. That's, that's, that's perfect. I get that all the time. The Bucksco, all the time. You know, sometimes. That was not abnormal. That's totally fine. Yeah, thanks, and Dave. we always say, by the way, I mean, it's, it's you know, if we're in about, please say hi. It's, it's, it's I mean. Yeah, we're not, like, super-duper famous. We're on radio. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you see us at a, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to get an email from somebody saying, I saw you at Wawa and I didn't want to say hi. Say hi. Yeah, yes. please. please. Yeah. please say hi. I, was, I mean, you, you pay our salaries. And I'm going to give a little plug. We went to this great restaurant in Linfield called the uh, Railroad Street Bar and Grill and there were tons of people that listened to the show that were there and everybody was... It's so cool. They waited until we got done. I was with a group of 13, so we had a huge yeah. table. But after we got done, everybody wanted to get pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, yes, absolutely, please. I would rather... It's so nice. ...you go ahead and do that than, <laughs> than say, I wish I would have said yeah. hi. You know, so... Cause That's the worst. You're, yep. you're right, Casey. To see that in an email or a tweet or something, so please. It's not, It's always... It's always, it's it's a blessing that we have it. Here I'm going to go to uh I'm going to go to Frank. Hi Frank, good morning. Hey bitches. Hey. hey. What's up Frank? So uh I'm a local stand-up comic, but like I'm pretty much just an open micer. I'm not that good or known unless like a radio show yeah. wants to help me out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's our policy. Uh, even no matter if you're unchecked and we don't know you, we put you on immediately. So it's all no, okay. <laughs> so but you had an so, encounter uh, with Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, so I'm doing just like a little bit of helium. He's has a show, I think, like the next night or whatever, and he's there hanging out. So everybody's like, you know, really like, oh, my God, Gilbert Godfrey's here. So I do my set. I get off stage. He's by the bar, and he points to me, tells me to come over, and he's like, you're really funny, and puts his hand out. I grab his hand so freaking hard and like pulled him close and then i just made like the weirdest like <laughs> you made oh, a noise no. like that oh my god oh you poor thing wait frank, frank the, don't the noise again i want to hear it uh, like spongebob's laugh it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god were like, to do a gilbert godfrey impression i was like i don't know gilbert eyes got so wide at me like can you appreciate that that a man who's living is to make a weird voice thought my voice was too damn weird that he's like i i gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen well, the he, fact you maybe broke his fingers too yeah, he's got we're yeah. we're matt i mean gilbert is the comedian's comedian and he's just so the fact that he gave you <laughs> thumbs up you were yeah, just blown cool. away yeah. i had a similar thing when i remember Thanks. doing when i was starting open mic it was a comedian that not a lot of people know rob bartlett who was um, one of the the best, um, and he was he used to write for uh, IMS, I guess, which who, who passed. Yeah. But um, and you know, I remember getting off as early on in my stand up, and he was off. He was again one of those nights he was coming in to try material, and said he called called me over. He said, Your stuff's really good, and I was I was one of those <laughs> <laughs> because you're just so blown away, you know, and then. But you, it'll live with you like you with this this experience and Marissa's. It's like, yeah. I was, I, it was horrible. Yeah. I was just, I was, why? I but was, that, they, I guarantee you, every one of those people from Flea to him to Tom everybody, Cochran. they all yeah. had to, they all had similar experiences in their life. God, the yeah. rest of that night though, after I had that, you know, that awkward moment just with them and I, I still had to bring them on stage and I was just like, I was deflated. Yeah. 
I was just like, man, he just put me in my place. Hey, you folks want to hear some music from a real dick? Yeah. <laughs> he put me in my place. I, I came out. I introduced him, and I just left. Yeah. I, I didn't stick around for the set. I'm like, I'm out of here. And I hated him for a while. Yeah. And then I realized, you know what? No, I was the one that uh, I was the one that, that crossed the line. It takes a lot to do that. It yeah. takes a lot to do a reassessment yep. on that. Do you guys yeah. ever meet anybody uh, that you admire and you find out that they know what you do for a living? They, they the Pope? They, they, <laughs> the Pope. You're the Philadelphia Raider. No. You did the, the, the farting in the mason jars. He likes six. The farts were mixed martial arts. <laughs> he was very good. There was a bit we did once. Wow. He, oh, he, he knows it. Uh, we, we, He's a podcaster? We still listen. It's a great stuff. Yeah. No, occasionally... <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll meet athletes who listen to the show, and that sets my mind at ease a little bit. Like Drew comes to mind. I, I think one of the reasons why we built a friendship with with Claude over the years is because he actually likes the show. Well, we're at, we're actually believe it or not, it even stuns us. We're at a level where we kind of are can work in those circles, but yeah. we we always know, and we don't say we love this medium, we love radio, but it's not like television or, or like like superstar athletes or like you know movie stars it's a whole other realm i remember when we found out that shane victorino listened all the time yeah. i was like really to us that was cool. really i thought that was pretty and now cool. he left and then he now he's back in hawaii <laughs> uh let me I think go he's in vegas is he in vegas yeah I, think all right, so. I see he posts pictures of him in hawaii all the time let me go to zach hi zach you're on the air good morning Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. And I still can't get out of the cock-a-doody car. <laughs> use it. Use it, Casey. Any uh, any opportunity for Casey to use that cock-a-doody car drop. He will try to use it. It's going to take him a moment to find it. But anyway, what's up? Uh, what do you want to add, Zach? So I actually met a guy that you're familiar with, South Volcano. Oh, yeah, from Impractical Jokers, yeah. Correct. Uh, I was uh, up north at a corn concert as a matter of fact and i was so excited because i was i was heavy into impractical jokers and my brother and i were there and i went full fanboy i got so excited and he was talking to people and i just completely interjected myself into the conversation like oh my god i'm such a huge fan and and very quickly i realized oh my god he's just trying to be a normal person leave him alone (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, those guys are on a, those guys are, they, they kind of, they they roll sort of the way we do. I, I've i seen them be so accommodating, you they, know. They are, but of the four of them, Sal is the one that's kind of like. Oh, is he? Don't, don't touch me. Well, he's kind of a germaphobe and he's, oh, uh, he's yeah. a little bit paranoid. And, and, and of all of them, Zach, because I did see them backstage one time and. Uh, <laughs> We were hanging out in the wings and didn't get a chance to say hi to them yet. And the one who was kind of side-eyeing me the whole time was Sal. Like, what are they doing here? What are they doing here? Why are they yeah. over there? You know, and, and it's just kind of his personality, okay. though. Nothing, nothing personal, though. But no, uh, no, I, I knew, I knew, you know, in the in the in the middle of the situation that I I really uh, I really uh, messed up. <laughs> you were the Probably one. Probably not. It yeah, was you. you. You and I guarantee you that most of these times, except for you know. Sometimes uh, you think it's far worse than they think it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But in that oh. moment, it's like, oh my god, it's, I, I, I'm the worst person on earth. And this is for you, Zach. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car. <laughs> there you go. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. 
Uh, let me go to some people who have been on hold for a long time, and we're going to have to move things along here in a moment. Uh, let's go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. What's up, Kim? So, I, I'm going to say maybe about 10 years ago, we, my husband and I took an anniversary trip when we were in the, you know, the, some of those islands have those teeny tiny little airports. Yeah. And we were in Jamaica and kind of a small, you know, little gathering area. And I said to my husband, I'm like, I think that's pink. And his first response was, who? <laughs> uh, there you go. Her music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he's right. a huge fan. Right. So I start to explain a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I said, that's her. And he was so funny. He's like, you always think you know everybody somewhere. Well, you know. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I think that's her. <laughs> so we, I kind of look over. She's by herself, just being very, like, normal and relaxed. No, you know, guards or people with her or whatever. She's got her luggage, and on top of her carry-on is indeed a guitar case. So I know I'm right. Yeah. And he's like, okay, whatever, whatever. So we're in line, and she's in front of us, and I am bound and determined I am not going to be that fan. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> she just wants to be by herself. She's traveling. I'm going to leave her alone. She turns around and starts talking to us. Ah, see? There you go. Okay. She could not have been nicer. She was just so normal. She's like, hey, what would you think of the of the, the these resorts or the islands? It's my first time here. So here, I think her mom was getting remarried, and she was playing. Because she did kind of indicate, oh, yeah, I was playing for my mom's wedding. And that's pretty much as much as she alluded to about being famous. Okay. And uh, she's like, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was sort of hawking me for tips and this and this. She's like, I just didn't really get a great feel from the island. We were just having a normal conversation about a normal trip. She couldn't have been nicer and not full of herself. Was it ever she's fully never... established that did, did did she say, did at some point, did you say, are you pink? No. And she said, we're no. all pink on this. <laughs> 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 but you're, you're 100% no. certain it was her? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And, and well, because then two young girls came up after and said, oh, are you Alicia Moore? And she said, yeah. And they said, oh, can we get your autograph? She was very accommodating. She said, sure. And then they said, can we get a picture with you? And that was the only time she's like, you know what? I'm kind of just, you know. Yeah, flying under the radar. Are you Eric Lindros? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. See, what Kim did is she let Pink lead. You let the celebrity lead where this should go. And, and, you know, and listen, there could have been a chance that you, you never even said anything. You never had an interaction. She just stood in front of you in line, and that would have been too bad. But you probably, without saying anything, invited her to actually talk to you in that way. Yeah. What if she turned around and said, what's your favorite balloon? (laughs) But that's cool. All right. Thanks, Kim. We appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. Have right. a great day. You All too. Right, Casey, you're reading something over my shoulder. Uh, you said, oh, my God, what? Yeah, well, it's the third text down, uh, Nick. You didn't highlight it, but I've told people this story because it just happened recently. I was uh, recently, I recently yeah. saw you at a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I stuck half my body out of the window and yelled, Gadzooks, and he gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> But my girlfriend, oh my yeah, uh, was uh, my girlfriend was going to beat the hell out of me for screaming that at a graveyard. Yeah. Sorry if that was the wrong place and time. Okay, it was completely the wrong place and time. But I got a kick out of it. It was my dad's birthday. I was going to, you know, leave some flowers and stuff at his gravesite. I get out of the car and I just hear cats. 
<laughs> and I turn around, and this dude is in the passenger seat of the car, halfway out of the car. And I was like, I would never. I mean, in a graveyard, in a cemetery, I probably, yeah. even if it was Trey Anastasio, yeah. uh, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't, you know, walking with Alf, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would, you know, stifle anything that, because yeah, it's a, sem- but I got a kick out of it. I wasn't like offended or whatever, no, but no, okay. I, I assumed you know that what, whoever was driving that car was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You, you <laughs> felt that same <laughs> sense of, of, it just overtakes you sometimes. Like this woman in line with the Pope who yep. just, you know, she was next in line and she wasn't about to let him go. And, and there you go. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> that's, that's, but I actually just told that story uh, on Christmas with my family. And they're, you know, even those guys, they, they were like, in the cemetery? I'm like, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm like, happens. it was funny, though. Um, all right, well, anyhow, it, uh, this all stemmed from the uh, the Pope, uh, a woman who was uh, pretty enthusiastic to meet him. Although he was done meeting people, she yeah. reached out and grabbed him and yanked him back over. And I'm sure you saw it, and he smacked her hand. He has since apologized, said that he got a little impatient. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure was, it startled him. It did. And he said he, he said he was setting a bad example. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. But anyhow, if we if we learn anything, yes, and you, and you do meet a celebrity and you're hoping for an encounter, the best bet is to kind of let them lead the way. You can come over and maybe say, hey, I'm a big fan. But right. leave it there and see where it goes. If they and If they have a question or something like that, and definitely don't grab them. Or yank them right. or hug them without them. Like you know, a half Nelson is definitely say, out of the yeah, question. Probably not yeah. a good idea. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, Michael Marcan's going to be in yeah. here. Yeah! Uh, we're going to talk birds with him and other stuff as well. So stay with us. We will be back in just a moment. MMR's day off on the slopes at Jack Frost Mountain. Friday, January 10th. Look Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with a Pierre Robert live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from E2000 Lounge. Listen up. There's still time to save money on your lift tickets. Ski the day with us for $20 through our pre-sale. Available while supplies last or until noon on January 8th. WMMR.com has all the details. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry. Friday, January 10th at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. During the commercial break, I went into the, the office to grab something off the printer, and I walk in, and Kathy's sitting at her desk with her feet up on the desk, and I'm like... Mm. Oh, are, are we relaxing here? She's like, it is so cold in there. I I'm, I can't stay in there. I have to get out. I, I have to go get now? my jacket. Yeah, no, it seems I better now, there. right? It, yeah, it yeah. might be. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, is yeah. it better? Yeah, no. It, when I walked back in, it was it was right. significantly the air conditioning. Break. Air conditioning. It's uh, it's January. You know, kicked on while we're here. You got to have it in the, in the dead of winter. You have to make sure you're nice and toasty cold. You got to. Wow. Well, all right. Uh, anyhow, we are happy to welcome our first guest of the new decade. Oh my God! Two thousand twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. We bring only the best. Our good friend and uh, we, well, the Eagles uh, are playing this weekend. Obviously, you know about that. And they've got uh, they're going to be covering it all. On NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, the first guest of the 2020s. Uh, please welcome Michael Barkin. Hey. 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 The 20s. Oh, my goodness. How you doing, man? Hang on, I'm Charleston. <laughs> I know. Right now. We were saying it's Thank odd you that, so that, much. that here we are in the 20s. It feels weird to say the 20s. You know what I mean? You always think of the Great Depression. And yeah. 
All the oh, good stuff. Great bad. Depression, starving, people jumping off uh, buildings. I've lost it all. Star market crash, the whole damn deal. Everything. What a wonderful time. By the mm. way, it's, I think it's beautiful in here. I, I, I don't... It's pretty amazing, I find it comfortable. Right? I find it comfortable, but I run a little hot, Preston. You know that. <laughs> yes. What'd you say to me? <laughs> I run a little warm, but I like it like that. Look, I've always I always said to the folks in the office at NBC Sports Philadelphia, like I can't disrobe. Okay, you can put something on. Well, that, I can't that's take the, it. That's you know, the age old. You're exactly right. It's the argument. That's that's honestly a good. My wife sleeps in a separate bedroom, and I because uh, uh, I like to. I have long maintained. Yes, I prefer to sleep the way human beings sleep. Right, where she will. She likes to sleep the way a salamander sleeps. <laughs> so I like the flow of air, the perception of life. Uh, yes. and, and coolness, and I and I can put blankets on. At the point you're naked, you can't do anything else. That's it to get cooler. Done. Yeah. How, what, what's uh, what's the house temperature when you sleep? So when I'm a, my bedroom is about seventy degrees, sixty eight, seventy degrees. See, that's warm. With the fa- 62. You like it, Jack? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I was at 68. I 60, thought, wow. 62. I have a H&H, fan. H&H appliances, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I paid, let me tell you. <laughs> well, Preston and I, have a. we always have a fan on. Now, do yeah. you, you have a fan on? I have the ceiling fan I going. I have a ceiling well. fan on to circulate the yeah, cold air. Yeah, I love because it. Because I read an article that said it's better if you sleep colder. It's a better sleep. It's the truth. So, it, it's so. the truth. Kathy, I'm sorry you and Michael can never be together. I, ever. Oh, we could, oh, you oh, never be opposite? lovers. No. no, we could never be lovers. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. <laughs> so that's, did you hear that, honey? We're never going to be lovers. It's good for your wife. <laughs> that's right. We Not going to happen. We had a conversation a little while ago about uh, meeting celebrities in public and stuff like that. And there was this one time I was at Ruby's in the King of Prussia Mall. And they came across Michael Barkan and his family. And it took me... Uh, no, I I bothered you guys at dinner. No, I did. I was like, I know that guy. I met him twice. Michael actually bothered me one morning on the bus from uh, the uh, at, yeah the at, airport. At the airport. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm just sitting there, and it's like you know four thirty in the morning, and I'm just zoning out, and I just hear Preston. I look over. I'm like, what are you doing on this bus? Man? I'm away now. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, sending me away. I, I, kill, I killed someone. I, I have to leave town. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> you're going leaving to town Martin. to Cancun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, coolest celebrity you've ever met? Uh, celebrity slash uh, athlete, and then uh, the biggest dick that you ever met. Um, the, the, I don't remember meeting too many jerks. Well, the worst was Seinfeld. I hate Seinfeld because of what he did to me at the U.S. Open. I'll never forgive him for Wait, that. What did he what, do? What with, he no, do? Well, you, okay, you really want to hear? Yeah, yeah. we know um, you. That's, go ahead. I, I did the U.S. Open as a roving reporter from 1991 until 2008, and and it might have been the last time I was there, the last year in 2008. And Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld were were going to watch the night matches, and I corralled them outside the referee's office right off the court. And Seinfeld went to use the restroom where that the that the uh, players use when yeah. they need a little. So it's right there off the court. And so I asked Larry David, I said, will you guys go live with me during the matches? I'm with USA Network. We're doing the matches live. Yeah. So Larry David's kind of shifting one foot to the other. He looks over to the bathroom. He says, if he will, I will. And I said, he's going to do it. So I go, I go to Seinfeld. Uh, when he comes out, I said, we're doing the matches live, USA Network. Uh, Larry said he'd go live with me. If you would go live with me, would you do that? It'd be like yeah. a one-minute conversation during the match. I think Serena was playing that night, and oh, it was gosh. our last night of coverage. So we get up there. Jerry is with uh, his wife, Jessica. Right. Who, and so I come at the appropriate time. I come run down the aisle, and I sit in the aisle, and it's Jessica is on the aisle, then Jerry, and then uh, Larry David's furthest, furthest in. So Jessica's like, 
sees me and she's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. So she goes up to the concessions. So I sit in her seat and um, I'm interview starts and they're giving me yups and nopes. You know, yeah, no, yeah. Why did you even say yes? But that wasn't the bad part. So finally, I say to Larry David, now I'm reaching across Seinfeld to put the mic under Larry David's mouth. And I said, funniest thing you've ever seen on a tennis court. And Seinfeld leans over and says, not you. Uh, Yes, yes. So I punched him. Was that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Then I got the hell out of there fast. Well, there you go. It was my last year at the Open. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) He's a legend. He can be cantankerous. I had to go through anger management. but uh, Didn't you have Barbara Streisand one time, too? Thank you for that. Yeah. Barbara Streisand, she was dating Andre Agassi. At the time, I remember that short period. And, and um, was he uh, with the fake lions uh, main at that time, or was he? He was, was with the fake lions main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flowing regal, fake, <laughs> fake, flowing <laughs> regal, yes, fake. And um, so I'm like, Barbara Streisand, are you kidding me? I'm, I, I've got to get her for the interview. And so uh, she said she would. And um, we're sitting down. If Jerry She's, does it, I'll do it. <laughs> Jerry, that's right. Jerry, who was ten at the time. Jerry, that that kid does it. I'll yeah. do it. So I, I uh, slip in right next to her, seat next to her, and Andre back and forth. He's playing Carlos Costa of Spain. Yeah. And um, and so she starts. She's Barbara Streisand. She's like, "Where are the cameras? Where am I being shot from?" The whole. I said, "I said, there's camera over here. There's camera. They, they they're all over the stadium." Right. I said, "But you know what? You smell great." And she, her head snapped around. She said, "Really?" I said, "Yes, I've got her." Ah. So so the, I, I asked her. I said, "What you know? What moves you?" About him on the court, and that's when she said he's he is so his hair. involved. Yes, <laughs> hair, his hair, his natural hair. <laughs> she said, "You know that's not real. <laughs> you couldn't tell, but I know." What did she say? Was the, the big turnover? She, she she said he's more evolved, more so than his linear years. Uh-huh. He plays like a Zen master. <laughs> yeah, and that was it, man. Zen master was cool. Good yeah, answer. that's cool. It was it was really neat, but but. Um, and then there was there was uh, Larry. We were talking about Larry Miller. I saw him one one New Year's Eve. Larry Miller was in Pretty Woman. I'm sure you know Larry. Yes, great and comedian. I, I love Larry Miller. Five, five stages of drinking. Right. You yes. haven't heard five stages of drinking. It's one of the best. It's, it's one of the best. So I um, we saw him New Year's Eve. My wife and I, and we're, we're at the Hyatt in Princeton. So it's New Year's Eve. He does his show. Where does he go? He's in the Hyatt. You know, we're yeah. walking around. There. So we're we're chatting and and. Um, and I just won't stop asking stupid questions. <laughs> it was it was great, kind of like normal. Did you and, did and, you feel? Were you embarrassed? Did you feel embarrassed? In the no, moment? my wife was very embarrassed. She, <laughs> she, she was humiliated. So so finally, finally, I say like, um, what do comedians talk about on the road? That's what I, I actually asked that. And he looks and gives me that look like, like what else do you? I said, I said jokes. He's like, no. <laughs> and I said, I said, sex? And he's like, uh, duh! Uh, I said, okay, there it is. Yeah, that's I'm right. sorry, I've taken up a tough time. No, no, you've, you've, that, that's exactly what a lot of people are relaying, that moment in which they realize they should have ended the conversation a while ago. And then there was, there was, um, there was an, I don't even remember this guy's name. I'm at the U.S. Open, an actor on a USA Network miniseries, and we're waiting to go on. And we're talking up a storm. We're waiting for like 15 minutes to go on because it's got to be at the right point in the matches. And so so I say to him, I said, uh, do you just way back? So I said, do you, I said, do you do email? Do you have an email? And he looks at me just like stops. He goes, yeah. 
But I said, I, just the way he said that, I said, never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. To remember a You're point you, where, yeah. I'm me. That's it. Do you have a computer? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was There sad. was a time when that would be a legit question. Right. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, Nick, back to your point, I don't... <laughs> You know, everyone's kind of been uh, every, everyone's been pretty good. People, people ask that from time time of us. You know, sure. who, who's the biggest jerk on the show or whatever. But more ninety nine point nine percent of the time, people are here for a reason, and that is to promote something. And uh, and they know that. And they I don't think people want to do interviews. Um, and uh, or if somebody doesn't want to do an interview, they just won't. Yeah. So if they're willing to talk to you in the first place, they're good, probably going to be a nice person. Right. But you also I heard you mention Claude Giroux and Shane Victorino. You, when you have them on, they're just chilling. They're and awesome. You're not asking him like why'd you miss that tag the other night right, you right. know well how come you didn't get another goal that but right. that's the kind of that's question. very much the chagrin of a lot of of, of our you know sister uh, sister station and you know yeah. they, they'll come in and do this because they know they're not going to get grilled or exed and owed to death and we're going to get a little bit more out of them so uh, you know but it's it's um it's yeah, we, all good we had mac collins on the show earlier in the year and mac is uh, no longer with the eagles yeah, he I didn't have that. such a great season as a, as a player um but uh he couldn't have been a nicer guy you great know and somebody that that you were rooting for as a person because he was doing really good charitable work uh but turns out he's just not a great wide receiver you know no i think i don't know what happened with him i think he could have been a, a really serviceable wide receiver but you've got to catch a pass <laughs> you know you can't go seven straight games without catching a pass which is what happened with him well went to north carolina it was good, good pedigree I, I don't know what the heck happened the schizophrenia of this sport in particular of football and all of the you know and how these things go i mean it was just weeks ago where the, you know we the whole mindset was completely different and all right well next year and here we are. Well, after that Miami game, I I was pretty much of the mindset of like, okay, well, this season's over. Let's see if we can get a decent wide receiver in the uh, in the draft, yeah. and and we're just sort of going to move on from there. Was Miami right before Camp Out for Hunger? Is that, yep. Yeah. yeah. So Camp Out for Hunger week, nobody wanted to talk about the Eagles at all. No. Right. No. Yeah. And, and even even the week after, like they beat the the Giants. It was like, okay, well, they beat a bad team. Well, right. in fact, we were at the Camp Out for Hunger. Casey, <laughs> Jealousy Curve was going to come. They were going to play. Yeah. Casey's fight song, Casey came to us. He's like, I don't want to do it. They, I understand. I, I don't want to do it because morale is low. Yeah. Right yeah they, it wouldn't they, be a good idea. They completely lost the pulse of the city. And if anybody out there is saying, I knew they had it in them, after that Miami game, you're you're lying. You're yeah. lying. You know, they, they, um, they got torched. By a Miami team who, by the way, just beat the Patriots to, uh, to yeah. finish the season. So maybe they weren't as bad as everybody thought Thank they you. were. Thank you. And know. not only that, but the New England Patriots are playing on the first weekend of the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. Yeah. So, so they had everything to play for to beat that Miami team. And I believe it was in New England. And they still lost. So... Yeah. Um, so do you, do you see validity in what he said? What a lot of people thought. Is that, and again, I you know, they, they were okay next year. Yeah, and then now here we are at this point in the game. You, you, were you thinking this as well? Or? No, I, I thought. Are you kidding me? I yeah. thought they had no shot to make the playoffs. And you looked at um, the road they had been through, and they had played, including Seattle, seventeen nine loss to Seattle, and and then when the Dolphins game came up, I'm thinking, okay, this is where they're going to write the ship. And when that failed to happen, I thought. Then they're done. They fell to five and seven. No way they're ripping off four straight wins. They're not beating the Dallas Cowboys, who had humiliated them earlier in the season. And lo and behold, they do. And and I think in no small part due to to uh, Doug Peterson, and and he he has done a great job in keeping them positive, keeping them focused. 
um, and putting in the plays that each that, that play to the strength of each player. It seems that. And, because... and Carson Wentz. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the, the guy is leading the team. Peterson and Wentz have been the consummate leaders. And, and men feed off that. Yeah. You yeah. know, they uh. do. I mean, going back to that Miami game, even after that Miami game, I had said, you know, like the that game was basically decided by by two plays. There was a the touchdown pass uh, by Devontae Parker, who, for all intents and purposes, Ronald Darby was right there and, mm-hmm. and made a great play on the ball. And Devontae Parker not only had a great catch, but also did an amazing job staying in bounds to to score that touchdown. That was play number one. The other one was that stupid trick play yeah. at the at the goal line. You know, those were two scoring plays. That that trick play was on on fourth down, and and that's so. You know, even that game, I was like, ah, that, I mean, that's fourteen points right there. You're talking yeah. about and, the and, I got your nose game. Uh, in that play, one, right? I'm like, I can't believe I got your nose. Game. The um, memory that you two possess. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's amazing. And then the Eagles beat uh, the Giants twice and the Redskins once, uh-huh. and you know, and then they they also beat the Cowboys. And people want to say, well, they beat four in, you know, inferior teams. Well, three, but you know, one of them twice. And the bottom line is this: they're still professional football teams. Mm-hmm. All right, they, they're, this isn't a college program. You know, uh, take a look at the the Giants' running back, uh, wide receiving core. That's pretty decent passing game that, that they, they have there. Um, you know, the Redskins, just three hundred and twenty yards plus. Yeah, put up in each of the prior two games, the Giants. So they were doing something. Yeah. And the Eagles on the road have been giving up 29 points per game on the road. They held the Giants to 17. At home, they're giving up 17 points per game, including to Seattle. I think they got a good chance to, to take care of Seattle. By really? Now. Yes, I really? do. Yes, I do. Huh. I really do because they had – no one wants to talk about injuries because they're not sexy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, It's like the sun got in my eyes. But injuries are reality of pro sports, and you can say all you want. You have to have the depth. But not all, not every team does. Turns out the Eagles do have the depth, and these guys coming in now are really they're pumped to play and play well, and they have been. And I think that's going to continue. Um, but well, speaking of injuries, who, yes, Casey, who's going to line up on on offense for the Eagles on Sunday? Well, um, uh, Bobby Joe uh, right. <laughs> Rooker McAllister, <laughs> Bobby Joe McAllister is going to. Um, is Miles Sanders going to be in the lineup? Is is Nelson is, Aguilar going to be in the lineup? I think they're they're going to be close. I think same with Lane Johnson. Gonna Zach be Ertz? close. Zach Ertz. I don't think Zach Ertz is going to play. That's just me. You talk about a lacerated kidney, and earlier in the week, Doug Peterson said oh, there's a lot of reports about the maybe maybe have been the the week even the week prior. He said there are a lot of reports that say that, but I don't I don't necessarily believe those reports. I think it's a little gamesmanship because he doesn't want. The other team didn't want Seattle to know. Well, Ertz might is likely not going to play. I don't know how you do anything with a broken rib, and, and breathing is hard, sneezing, coughing, and and right. he has that too. Well, right? you can do a lot with a Toradol shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean suppose. I'm fired up one of those right now. Yeah. Um, no, but Toradol is is a, a shot. It's like a full body block. That uh, professional athletes in particular. It shuts off your central player. nervous system. Yes. <laughs> right. yes. Have you seen an yeah, Oteba? Have you seen yeah, a jellyfish? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see the commercial where they shoot the guy in the chest and he starts laughing. I <laughs> know. Uh, exactly. You know, but you, you raise a point, too, about how they, um, about how they will float. And we, we tend to forget this. You'll float stories about injuries and level of injury because that's. 
you know, uh, you want that right. out there. You want them in that different mindset. We don't know if we're going to face Zach Ertz. We might face it. Yeah, you want them to be unsure. And maybe Zach Ertz plays, but if he plays, I don't think he's got a lacerated kidney. There's no, there's no way. But if the reports are true that he does, and I tend to believe that they are, yeah, I, I'm not a doctor, but you really want a guy out there with a lacerated kidney? Don't they keep extra kidneys back there in the store? Yes, but you know what? There's a kidney shortage uh, in Philadelphia. In the NFL, yes, couldn't yeah. get him one right away. It's on. It's on. <laughs> so layaway. So we're lo- we're we're you you think on right th- now we're looking pretty good. Yeah, because one Carson Wentz has been playing out of his mind. I shouldn't say out of his mind. Yeah. Carson Wentz has been playing the way we've all expected him to, the way we saw him play in 2017 prior to his injury. So that's one. Also, uh Alshon Jeffrey is not has not been there uh and he's gone for the season. Nelson Aguilar has not been there and I think that's kind of Calmed Wentz down. I, I think maybe Alshon Jeffrey, veteran guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's been there before. I don't know if there was a bad bad vibe or a bad mix, but but um he's now out of that mix, and I think these younger players, Carson Wentz can work with them. Carson Wentz can He feels kind more of, in control. Yeah, and mold them. Yep. And when you look at this uh Greg Ward Jr. coming off the practice squad. How about that? Unbelievable. And that shows you the razor's edge you're dealing with in pro sports. One guy can make it, and another guy he's oh, looks like he's better maybe. Hmm. But to the coaching staff, nope, uh, we, we need him on the practice squad. But now they called him up, and this is where Howie Roseman comes into play. They do have the depth. Boston Scott, he's, un, he's unreal. You would think he, he would have an, uh, an opportunity to vie for a, a starting position or, and definitely make the team next year. How much has is, is he meant to this team? And um, all of a sudden, Halapulavati Vitae, who really struggled early in the season, when he's been called to play on the offensive line over the last couple of weeks, he's been stronger. They might get Lane Johnson back on the, the right tackle position, which would be great. But It's just I, crazy to think, again, where we were before, and I, there was just this, everyone sort of resigned themselves to this, and here we are thinking about the potential of a, of a, a Super Bowl, you know? I, I wouldn't put it past yeah. him. I really wouldn't. I, I, think, I think it's a little bit of a tall order to fill the Super Bowl part, but if... You ask what about me, the Stanley Cup? The Stanley Cup the, is a they, different the story. They, they, they might have in? an opportunity to <laughs> win the Stanley they, Cup. They have more of a chance to win the Stanley Cup than they do the I Super Bowl. I think they'll skate right into that. <laughs> it's not out of the question. Yeah. It's not out it's of the question. Just how many kidneys do we have? Well, yeah. we, we've got we've got a couple of kidneys that. If they let them use like metal cleats like runners do, they might have a shot out there. there yeah, go. especially yeah. if they, you know, kick the other mm-hmm. team in the chest <laughs> with the, <laughs> with I wanted, the cleats. I wanted to ask you, so a big story about David Stern, right, mm-hmm. uh, passing. How, how important was he to, to uh, the NBA? Oh, hugely. Yeah. Hugely important because it was a, a struggling league. I don't want to say it was on the verge of going out of business or being bankrupt, but it was struggling big time. And and uh, they they had some of their finals games were tape delayed in the in the uh, late seventies. Some of the finals games were tape delayed till eleven thirty at night. They were aired at eleven thirty at night. Can you imagine that now? Yeah, we're going to put the uh, the Clippers and the, the Lakers fi- uh, conference final on at eleven thirty. You you wouldn't even think about it, yep. but that was the state when he took over. In um, I think it was nineteen seventy eight, seventy seven, maybe he became commissioner. And um, and he was a genius marketer. He's the one who, who really started with with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, 
and, and uh, West Coast, East Coast. Of course, it helps that the Lakers and the Celtics got to the finals right. just about every year. And the Lakers won five and the Celtics won three. So you're really building a rivalry. Talking uh, about re- revenue, Michael, I, I read the stat last night. Uh, during his tenure, Stern's tenure, uh, tele- television revenue went from $10 million a year per team to approximately $900 million per year. And then that's a 30-year spread, but from $10 million to $900 million. And yeah. that's, that's what he was able to do worldwide. Yeah, and I think, I believe, I think the Sixers are, are a billion-dollar franchise, over a billion-dollar franchise. They weren't when Josh Harris and company purchased the team. And and uh, that's a credit to their marketing. That's a credit, certainly, to drafting and getting Embiid and Ben uh, Simmons in here, but it, but it's also a credit to David Stern and really cultivating the marketing aspect of of the NBA. That's wild. That's wild stuff. Yeah, it is. I and, mean, and it, it, I was I was so saddened. I mean, he was seventy seven years old. He had suffered a brain hemorrhage. Had you met him last? Yes, yeah. and, and and been able to interview him a couple of times. He was so smart, though. He was so smart that he would dumb it down for dummies like me. And then he, <laughs> but he could talk with the, with the geniuses of the world. He was incredible. He he was an attorney. Um, was an attorney for the league, and then he was an assistant commissioner, and then name commissioner. And and you think, man, he should have had way more time left than that to do a lot of other good in the world. It's just too bad. Heavy it's, duty. Heavy duty. Um, what else? What, <laughs> anyone else? Well, I wanted to know. It's a press conference. <laughs> what else? Let me, let me go with, yes, yeah, Preston yeah. Elliott. I was going to say, what's what's coming up coverage-wise that you guys have for the Eagles? You got some stuff coming up. We maybe, do. We yeah. have to cover that? You, you mentioned <laughs> You mentioned Super Bowl. We have something called Mission Miami, ah. Mr. Funny Face. Yes, we do. It's called Mission Miami. It starts tonight at 6.30. Guess Mr. who's hosting? Mr. Funny Face. Are you hosting? Nick's hosting. Oh, wow. wow. He better bone up. No, I am, I am hosting. Uh, that's at 6.30, and, and this show will continue uh, un, until... The, the Eagles are, are we, no longer playing. We do consider you a, a good luck charm because you were. I know uh, that. A, a, Thank you. Part of that deal, and and we we began a ritual, so uh, we think it bodes well. And so the coverage begins when. The coverage tonight. begins tonight at six thirty, six thirty until seven. Mission Miami, and then two thirty Sunday, two thirty. <laughs> we've got the Eagles pregame show, ninety minutes. Two thirty to four o'clock. Do you actually uh, say Sunday, or did you just say that for now? I I actually say Sunday. <laughs> okay, but I love living in Philadelphia I so much Sunday. that I say Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and, and if and if if when I'm in Delco, I say Sunday. Sunday. So I go even a little further. Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because that's now my roots. Yeah, it that's is. the thing about as you know, Casey. You yeah. You. I, I mean, you can never say we were doing the parade coverage in in 2018 after they won. And it was Ray Dittinger, Barrett Brooks, and myself. And Barrett, Barrett says something like, you know, I'm from Philadelphia and blah, blah, blah. I said, we'll tell you when you're from Philadelphia. I said, I'm not from Philadelphia. I'm not calling you from Philadelphia. No, I said, you play for the Eagles. You're yeah. from Philadelphia. But, but it's true. My kids are from Philadelphia. My wife's from Philadelphia. I'm not from Philadelphia. I'm trying to get in the club. Yeah. But it's tough. You didn't it's go tough, to high school. Right? Yeah. yeah, if you yeah. didn't go to high school here. Um, but, but, uh, so on, on Sunday, where does on the Sunday. Uh, actual broadcast taste, are you guys outside for that or are you, uh, uh... to be determined? Okay. I believe we're in studio, but we, we could end up at Xfinity live. You just don't know. I love me. when you guys do the outside broadcast. It's just uh, seeing the, uh, the fans interact with you and, and just uh, hearing the vibe and seeing the vibe of the people in South Philadelphia. And I think it's going to be a little windy on Sunday, but it's going to be uh, clear. So it should be a good day for a football game. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to see the, just get the temperature of the fans Yeah, and, and the backdrop of 
the stadium, and it, it should be a beautiful. Now, when you get day. into temperature, I assume you're using mostly rectal thermometers. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Rectal, uh, bulbous rectal. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're running a little fever. <laughs> little fever. Yeah, we, but we want the true temperature. You need the rectal. <laughs> yeah, the real field temperature. <laughs> we, we we've done a couple of shows out there where literally it's been in the teens. And and as you oh probably God. know, as yeah. broadcasters and communications experts, if you if the, right here is frozen, <laughs> yeah, you can't especially right here, you Gym. can't speak, man. Yeah. You just can't speak. Yeah. And so so they tried they tried hooking us up underneath the desk. They had they had heaters and oh they had kind of like the, these uh, blankets over our laps to keep the heat in. And, and Ray said, "My my legs are burning and my face is freezing." <laughs> <laughs> we had one time we had a, a producer on the show who's we had heat cannons out. We used to do the camp out front broadcast all from outside. And uh, and he set his shoe on fire, holding it too close to the uh, to the heat cannon. It, yeah, it's the worst when you're trying to deal with trying to broadcast, and it's that cold. I did that. Uh, I was in Chicago, Soldier Field, um, in February at night. Why would anyone want to do that? It was the XFL. I was doing sidelines, <laughs> oh, yeah. so all they had the heat cannons out, and normally the heat cannons are hooked up. To the benches, and then the benches disperse the heat yeah. through all the holes that are in the benches. But it was so cold that screw this. They took the heat cannon off, and, and they just the players were huddled around like it was a campfire. <laughs> so, so I'm like, watch out, fellas. And yeah. Well, what happened? I burned out the wire from my microphone. Oh, oh no. So they're calling, Michael, Michael, we need you to get it in. But Michael, I'm, uh, I'm talking to you. So, so the support guy has to run. What the heck happened? I happened to burn out the wire. Equipment here. <laughs> Not really professional, I don't think. The jungle out there, it's Michael. This broadcast business. You know it's that. Tough. You All know right. it. Well, listen, we got we got to wrap up. But uh, no, tonight, yes, I'm sorry, we're done. <laughs> Thank you. But mission to Miami starts tonight, six o'clock. Mission right? Miami, six thirty. Right, six thirty. You know, at six o'clock, you, if you tune in at six. You'll get quick slants with Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. That goes right into six thirty. Nice. And may I compliment you on your use of the uh, of the cough switch there, sir? Earlier. Thank you. Nobody well, ever you does know that. I'm a trained professional. I know you are. May I, may I, I compliment? Tell, Last thing, the camp out for hunger. Uh-huh. Thank you for inviting me. But also, uh, which I was saying to Nick, it's the most beautiful thing that you do. Nick was saying, Kathy, that you said we we can never not do this. It's yeah. true. What you do for for community, what you do for for the starving, for the homeless, for the hungry, is just absolutely amazing. And I'm so proud and blessed to be a part well, of it. Well, thank you so for thank being you. a part of it. We yes. love him. Awesome. Joe Girardi won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Michael Barkan, ladies and gentlemen, first We are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we got some bizarre file stories and I'm ready to share. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. Don't miss WMMR's Day Off on the Slopes. It's January 10th. That's a week from tomorrow. Unbelievable. Yeah, live from Jack Frost. 
Go to WMMR.com for your discounted lift ticket while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. So a Kentucky woman was busted after she tried to pass off dog pee as her own urine to her probation officer. Mm. <laughs> Julie Miller was asked to provide urine for a drug test Monday as part of her scheduled probation visit, but instead Miller snuck in a sample of urine <laughs> in an attempt to pass it off as her own. Officials determined that the urine did not belong to Miller and confronted her about the sample. Uh, she told officers, yes, she did bring urine from home and it was from her dog because she knew that she would fail the drug test. Wow. Apparently you're part Shih Tzu. She admitted to using methamphetamine and the painkiller uh, Suboxicone. And uh, Miller was arrested and booked into the county detention center for that violation. You think it'd be pretty easy to determine the difference in urine from a dog from Probably. a human? But uh, yeah. she didn't think so. A 65-year-old chairman of a Chinese health company has died of a heart attack on stage while reportedly giving tips about longevity in a speech. <laughs> Man, that ruined that whole presentation. Chen Peiwin, 65 years old, was a leader of a firm selling traditional Chinese medicine products. He collapsed in front of a shocked audience last month during an event in southern China. The company was established in August. Its main product is about uh, 100 bucks per bottle. It's a tonic, which is built to contain dozens of precious herbs that can help treat gout. Mr. Chen was attending a company's is promotional, gout a big deal? promotional event when he had the heart attack. Footage shows him falling down on stage while walking back to the speech desk. Uh, he had undergone heart bypass surgery 20 years ago and planned to go to the hospital after the appearance to have a pacemaker fitted. But doctors had urged him... Not to delay the operation, but he did in order to go and speak. Wait, he screwed up. Yeah, not a good idea. Uh, The company denied rumors that Mr. Chen was a health specialist and died after taking his company's own tonic. By the way, he he was not a health specialist. Uh, If you were confused, no, he he knows nothing about this. So, (laughs) sorry about that. Sunday morning at 2.30 a.m., a license plate tag came back stolen, said Sheriff Bill Franklin. Well, at first, the drivers seemed to do the right thing, pulled over. But as soon as the deputy got out of his cruiser, the suspect sped away, and it all ended one mile away when the driver decided to stop on top of the Callaway Creek Bridge. And what happened next surprised even the pursuing lawman. The passenger door flew open. The passenger approached the bridge a few feet where the car had pulled over, and the passenger jumped over the bridge into the water, and also the driver scampered across the vehicle, and he jumped off it of the bridge into the water. How high was this bridge? Uh, it doesn't say, but they were uh, father and son, by the way. Wow. Uh, the son is in the county jail. The father remains hospitalized with broken ribs, so it had to have been pretty, pretty high. high. Yeah. It's good to do things for your dad. The father had to be put on a backboard, carried up the ravine, and 150 yards to the highway. Don't say we don't do things together. Both had swallowed an undetermined amount of methamphetamine, and they found leftover drugs in the car as well. Uh, Franklin says 23-year-old Robert Swindle faces several (laughs) drug charges, and will face uh, the father will face similar charges. The suspects had just left the casino. Uh, it's not every day. What a big night. The sheriff said it's not every day when you try to stop somebody and they jump off a bridge. A wild case of road rage ended with a vehicle getting covered by cement. Massachusetts State Police Troopers uh, uh, said that they had responded to a road rage incident in which a cement truck 
poured part of its load onto a vehicle next to it as they were traveling on Interstate 93. As they were moving? I guess so. Wow. A 26-year-old man whose 2005 Honda Accord was covered in mixed cement told police that the cement truck had clipped his arm when he got out of his car after the cement was dumped. And the cement truck also clipped a 2014 Ford Fusion as it fled the scene. State police contacted the company and identified the driver as a 47-year-old man who was subsequently charged with two counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. I wonder if you can dispense cement with the truck is moving. Uh, and a disorderly conduct as well. It's a good question. I don't know if that has the ability to do it or not. Maybe <laughs> It'd be a weird yeah. function. All right, one last story, and then we will wrap this up. I love this. You guys would have to see a picture of it to have an appreciation, though. All right. Getting inked with your wife's image is typically a permanent proclamation of love. However, one man in the U.K. flipped the script on his unsuspecting soulmate with an unflattering thigh tattoo of his paramour while she was asleep and snoring. And I mean... Like, she looks like she's got a big double chin. Her mouth is wide open. It's hilarious. It is a scream. She and, and looks it's, terrible it's, in it. And the tattoo is pretty photorealistic. Casey, look. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. <laughs> James McGraw won a revenge on his wife, Kelly, for giving him a shoddy haircut as a goof. And that's why the jokester got a tattoo depicting his better half passed out on a plane with her mouth agape while he gleefully mocks her. The trolling portrait is an exact replica of a wow. sneaky cell phone pic that he took. Uh, and the gag didn't go over well with McGraw's horrified wife who told the son that he had gone too far. Despite the fact that the couple had reportedly played pranks on each other for 24 years, <laughs> Kelly says there's a line, and he's crossed it big time. Uh, fortunately, it seems James will live happily ever after. Kelly has since come around to the joke, admitting that the she can now look at the picture. She can't look at it without laughing. So, But it's such a bad photo of her. It's horrible. Mouth is open. She said it looks like she has double chins. Yep. The All whole right. thing. And there you go. That's what I have in uh, the B-File. We are going to take a break. We'll return in just a moment. Stay close, my friend. Preston and Steve. The new year is here, and I found the perfect way to shake up our shopping routine. It's Walmart's grocery pickup and delivery. Oh, yeah? We get this. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've been told that uh, one Mr. Pierre Robert is out today and tomorrow, so we'll get with him on Monday. And when we start on Monday... Oh, no way! Yeah, totally. Uh, we start easy money. So Pierre comes right back. Uh, two big cash giveaways. Yes. And, and it's an opportunity. Once again, we're going to do this where you can win $1,000 five times a day. And it'll be Monday through Friday starting uh, this coming Monday. And it goes at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. We announce the keyword for that hour and three ways to enter via the MMR map uh, on the contest page, WMMR.com. We're going to give you this special phone number to text into. Uh, make sure you do it uh, because if you enter via the app, or WMMR.com, you'll also be entered to win a $10,000 grand prize at the end of it all. You're giving away a lot of money. Yeah, sponsored by Meineke, so don't miss that opportunity. It does start on Monday. Uh, let's see. We're going to do a lesson question today. We give away a four-pack of t- tickets to see head coach uh, Aaron McKee and the Temple men's basketball team battle Houston Tuesday the 7th, so next week at the Leah Course Center. And uh, let's see, what are we going to go with this morning? Uh, Let's see, what kind of balloons does Eddie Vedder want you to watch out for? 
Because they're dangerous. 215-263-WMMR. What kind of balloons does Eddie Vedder want you to watch out for? Because there, be, uh, there can be a little danger with them. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. While you are calling in, we are going to do this. It's the Hollywood Trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All righty. See what we got going on this morning. Steve, what's up in the trash? Well, as we said, Pope Francis swatting an overzealous woman who grabbed his arm as he walked through Vatican City. Francis later explained, saying, quote, hey, bitches be thirsty. Oh. 61-year-old. Oh. 61-year-old Madonna showing she's serious about her 21-year-old boy toy boyfriend, Alamalik Williams, by meeting with his family. Williams' uh, parents approve of the relationship, but warned Alamalik that he should get used to dusting his penis. Oh, my God. And finally, Miley Cyrus' boyfriend, Cody Simpson, posting a picture of the two on Instagram with the message, I love my girl so much I could write 20 books. Simpson later admitted that he meant coloring books. We'll see if uh, anyone listening knows the answer to this question. What kind of balloons does Eddie Vedder want you to watch out for? 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to Brian for the answer. Hey, Brian, how you doing, ma'am? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, Brian. Do you know what kind of balloons Eddie Vedder wants you to watch out for? Is it Mylar balloons? Yeah, Mylar balloons. <laughs> Hang on, my man. We're going to set you up. You got yourself a four-pack of tickets to see head coach Aaron McKee and the Temple men's basketball team battle Houston on Tuesday, January 7th at 7 p.m. at the Leah Course Center. Uh, for tickets, you can visit owlsticks.com. Music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a handful of things to pass along to you. We'll start with this. Metallica, uh, their music was streamed one billion times on Spotify in 2019. Uh, The band revealed the accomplishment on its Twitter account on Tuesday, writing 1,026 decades of Metallica music was streamed in 2019. Unreal. Thanks to the most dedicated fans in the world. You are incredible. Uh, Metallica made all nine of its studio albums at uh, the time, along with various live recording singles, remixes, and other material available on Spotify in December of 2012. The move was significant because Sean Parker, who co-founded Napster, yeah. sat on the board of Spotify. Huh. And Metallica, of course, uh, Metallica battled Napster back in 2000 over the Ill- illegal sharing of the band's music. Do you remember that? Which resulted in both legal action and damage to Metallica's public image. Yeah, I do remember it, and and I remember as someone who was using that to share files, I'm like, this is awesome. We, You get these songs I've been looking for forever and couldn't find, and you're getting them. I didn't even care about the free part. Yeah. Just I was able to find songs I could never find digitally before. And but it, it wasn't until hindsight that it was like, oh, yeah, we we're really ripping off the musicians big time. It's true. I had the same thing with Napster and also LimeWire, I think it was. Yeah. And I yeah. used that. And what really what was attractive about that for me was that you would find, like, live cuts and things, like, rarities that, you know, stuff yeah. that I, I didn't Songs think. you couldn't find. Yeah. And, and so it wasn't like I was ripping off entire. I had a lot of stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was it was the Wild West at that time. Yep. So, but uh, now they got a billion uh, streams. So it's like a billion. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a billion downloads. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two drummer Travis Barker and his son Landon took to Instagram briefly to tease that they will be working together on new music. 
The very short clip shows the elder Barker banging away on his drum kit with Landon nodding along. And a caption flashes, uh, Landon Asher Barker, Travis Barker, coming soon. And the it shows uh, both father and son in what appears to be a studio. Do you have a uh, nodder in your band? No, nobody nods. Okay. No. Uh, meanwhile, former Blink-180... It's not like Mighty Mighty Boston's. They just had a guy who just danced just on dance. that thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. And they paid him, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, former Blink guitarist Tom DeLonge's band Angels and Airwaves just teased a new song. According to DeLonge, the track is titled Time Bomb, and uh, details are scarce on when it will appear. He also hinted in a new docu- that a new documentary about Angels and Airwaves is on the way as well. Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds has laughed off concerns over the band taking the top three spots on Billboard's Top Rock Songs of the Decade chart. <laughs> The thong, the songs, the thong for thunder. <laughs> the songs for thunder, believer, and radioactive. Ah, and the internet lit up with debates over whether the tracks deserve to be considered rock at all. Uh, Reynolds addressed all this on Monday, writing, "Got on Twitter to find all the slander and all the love. Thank you for the love, and yeah, I'd probably be mad if it wasn't my band, but it is my band. Ha ha ha." Uh, In all seriousness, he said, thank you so much. I feel incredibly blessed to be able to have spent the last decade writing this music and sharing it with you. And it all comes from a real place, and it always will. The world can debate what genre it belongs in. That's not my concern. I'd say it's rock, but it's more alternative-sounding rock, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Billboard also uh, list also includes tracks from 21 Pilots, uh, Lumineers, Portugal the Man, and Panic at the Disco. Uh, the Rolling Stones are the latest band to dump a slew of tracks in front of the public to serve as an official copyright protection. Unlike Bob Dylan, the Beatles, and the Beach Boys, who either release their tracks as a digital download, limited edition vinyl, or CD, ABKCO, the company that controls the Stones' pre-1970s work, simply uploaded the clips to YouTube on December 31st for several hours before pulling them down solidifying the needed ownership of the tracks. So it's not a Jewish thing. <laughs> no, it's not a Jewish thing. So they just did it as a as a legal... Uh, I didn't know that was valid. Yeah, yeah. So the YouTube clips were posted to bypass European copyright law by laying claim on the recordings as they fall out of copyright. Copyright law was amended in 2011 from 50 years to 70 years, protecting recordings issued post-1963 until 2033. Ah. Huh. Although there are hours upon hours of studio sessions of the band languishing in the vaults, the 130-track YouTube drop strangely focused almost entirely on the lousier-sounding bootlegs from the band's 1969 tour. So it was a lot of stuff that huh. people that just didn't even sound that great. But they didn't want to lose ownership of it. I guess right. so, yeah. You had mentioned uh, Bob Dylan in, early in that article, and he had a whole bunch of lyrics that were never put to music. And then... Um, there were a whole bunch of different musicians that had gotten together. Uh, it was a, a documentary that was made about it, and then, you know, also an, an album that was released. I think it was called, like, The New Basement Tapes or something like that. At one point, Bob Dylan, I think he was in a, either a motorcycle or car accident, and he recovered somewhere in, like, upstate New York or whatever and just, you know, apparently wrote a whole bunch of... It was a hot rod. He used to race hot rods. <laughs> I don't know if he did that. But I liked what they did. I, you know, it, it was other musicians... Making songs that really? his lyrics, so that's cool. The, the the lyrics had never ever been put to music, so they weren't doing like covers or anything like that. But uh, so they did their own music. I I really 
There are a few songs on that on, on that album that I really, really like. The producer, cool. Casey, was uh, T-Bone Burnett. Burnett. yeah. That's cool. Yes. Uh, one last story here, uh, and this is not really in the rock genre, but I thought this was kind of interesting. Aha, the band, the groundbreaking video for the 1985 chart topper and signature song, song Take On Me. Love that song. Has been remastered in 4K resolution. Ah. Take On Me stood apart from the video rotating on MTV due to its groundbreaking mix of live action and rotoscoping illustration. According to the press release, the original 35mm film reels, which provide the source material for the new 4K version of Take On Me, Features subtle differences in a handful of frames. Aha is inviting diehard fans to find these Easter eggs in the newly restored version. Uh, the 4K video also features the original video and videos and credits for the first time, which were previously edited out. Uh, Take on Me hit number one in October on October 19th, 1985, and it knocked out Ready for the World's O'Sheela, the number one spot. <laughs> Do you remember that? O'Sheela. Yeah. Let me love you till Let the break of dawn. Uh, <laughs> I think and... we all sang different That's lyrics different there. Yeah, yeah, yo. It was replaced a week later by Whitney Houston's first number one hit, Shaving Off My Muff for You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaving off my muff for you? Wait, Actually, that was? Saving all my love yeah. for you. What? That, that was Whitney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm that was. Shaving all my Oh, man, shoot. Her voice is phenomenal on that one, but they, yeah, that was uh, that was Whitney Houston. Uh, the original clip, which was directed by Steve Barron, snagged six of eight awards that it was nominated for at the 1986 MTV Video Music Awards. I remember the video, and it always I always think of Kathy's father because here he is. And the, we're uh-huh. watching the video, and when Kathy's father wears his uh, um, his skiing helmet, he looks like the cops in the Aha video. Yeah, the race car drivers, yeah. or whatever they were. Whatever yeah, the hell the, they are. The bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Who come chasing after them with wrenches. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's uh, the report for you. Oh, and uh, a few texts coming in saying, Presbo, when are you announcing the MMRBQ? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Bill won't even tell us. Oh, uh, maybe Annabelle will. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Bill will not give us the slightest hint of who who they are preparing to have on the bill. On yeah. The bill. Uh, Casey has uh, has nudged him quite a bit to try and Mike, get him to reveal. won't say anything, and he's he's not he's not budging on it. So. I, I I'm getting the feeling that there's some good stuff in play. That's the uh, that's the sense I have. Yeah. Always is. I mean, the event itself is the event, but maybe if you brush your teeth, <laughs> we'll that's tell right. you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> maybe if you're a good boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> so I don't know. We're waiting. We're waiting for the word. Well, right. I know one band. And unless Bill comes down here right now, you're going to say it? I'm going to say what it is. Unless no, you're he, not. Yeah, next, next break. Is it Bear Watch? It is not Bear Watch. <laughs> oh, that's a great Bear band Watch. name. That is a great name. Oh, man. Bear Watch. All right. Uh, so Casey's going to reveal what one of the bands is. It's the headliner, by the way. In the next break, yeah. if Bill doesn't come down here and put a stop to he's it. Holding his oh, there he is. Oh. He's right outside the door. Oh, man. Oh, Look, I'm, he's angry. I'm, I'm totally going to say what the headliner he's band got a, is. He's got a furled brow. <laughs> when we when we cut for commercial, you better tell us who the other bands are. <laughs> I'm going to reveal who the headliner is. And you think this is a good strategy <laughs> and uh, good for your career because... <laughs> <laughs> this is about the listeners, man. Oh, my guess is he has no idea. 
Okay. And yeah, being extorted. Yeah, that's, that's my, my guess. guess. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think he knows. But I, uh, they'd see, I get the sense it's going to be a... It's pretty awesome, the stuff that's getting lined up. You've you never, can call my bluff, No, Bill, you, I mean, if you want. He's never been yeah. this secretive. We've always heard a little bit here and there. Can mm-hmm. we say when we are going to be able to say it? Do we, do we know that part yet, when the announcement's going to come? I think it's a couple weeks. Okay. Couple weeks right. away. Cool. There's one band that we need to, to finish in the lineup. And when right. that is done, yeah. then we'll be ready to take the rest off. You and I were talking before the holiday break, and I've never seen this much anticipation um, in advance of the announcement uh, as I have over the last few weeks, which is really cool. People are just like, are already excited about the barbecue i know who you want and it's uh i'm gonna say baru review (laughs) (laughs) so they're on they're the opener they would be below the top eight really well okay they've got their yeah (laughs) i thought of another band named bill's annabelle Oh, there we go. Bill's Annabelle. Did you hear what Sarah did for me? Yes. No, it was brilliant. She gave, she gave me a plaque, a concert poster of like a Western oh, yeah. Fest. Yes. It's great. And in a lot of times in our meetings, I'll just on the fly make up a, a fake band name. Yep. Right? Like mm-hmm. Muffy and the something. Pun something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just what it shows. She's been writing these down <gasps> over time. Oh, she wrote all the what you said? Yeah. And, and it's on the poster. Starring on Western Fest. It's great. It's great. In my office. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and there are a number of them, uh, I, and I have not, I have not been smart enough to keep track of all of those. No, or she, put, she is, or commit them to memory. That's excellent, man. Yeah, I got to see that poster. Oh yeah, Nick just found it. There we go. Yeah, yeah. we have to zoom in on it. It's it's on the uh, MMR's Instagram page, ninety three three WMMR. I can't even. I can't read the font from here. There's no words on it. It's I can't no read. Weird, it. What, what oh, sweet poly purebred. Yeah, Uma uh, Guma and the Lovebirds, <laughs> dead animals. Twenty source, twenty four seven spies, Johnny Messer and the Tre- Tremontes. Uh, All right, Ziggy Marley and the Milders from Spars, <laughs> Hippy Dippy Jones and the Morning Punch. <laughs> I think I was probably referring to a a, um, a morning show, yeah, a morning yeah. show, and I just right. you know like you know chainsaw and the uh, yeah, ass and wipe the, or whatever yeah. you know. <laughs> the Malgals. What uh, is that? Mowgli's. Mowgli's. The Mowgli's. That's an actual band. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Uh, right. Blue Pillow. Muffy LaRue. <laughs> Muffy LaRue. <laughs> Jim Joe and the Shoelaces. <laughs> That's a Bill one for sure. Jimmy Crack Corn and the Shell Foundation. <laughs> and what the what's his F chainsaw? What's his F the what's chainsaw? His F, what's his F in the chainsaw? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Weston. And the poster's great. She did a great job. I love it. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, a uh, couple weeks you're saying? Don't 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 lead your audience around like you're gonna like Take the wraps off the headliner, Casey. <laughs> well, tell me who the bands are. We'll break for commercial, and we'll, I won't have to. We'll go to commercial break. All right. <laughs> Love chat. All right. Thank you, Bill West. Right. And, and, uh, yeah. But he says a couple weeks. That's old enough. All right. We'll return in just a moment. We'll get the letter of the day and all that good stuff. Stay with us. Happy New Year. It's great when people wish you a Happy New Year, right? Happy New Year to you. Well, MMR wishes you... An happy new year and invites you to download the latest version of the MMR app. It keeps you up to date with everything that rocks and allows you to take MMR along wherever travels in the new year may lead. It's easy to use as well as Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatible. And of course, it's free. Whether it's older software or you got a brand new phone, get the latest version of the MMR app on Google Play or the iTunes Store. Or text APP to 39333. Message and data rates may apply. So, Happy New Year from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
It's a Thursday already. You know what? Tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, what a week it's been. Wow. It's an interesting concept for a work week where the you work for two days and are off for it's the rest. wonderful. Watch commerce grind to a stop. Oh, should always yeah. be like that if possible. Uh, thank you to Michael Barkey. Lone guest this morning, and he had uh, popped in to talk Eagles. They have a special that's going to uh, air. It's um, uh, Mission Miami, and uh, that's going to be on at uh, 6.30 tonight as uh, we're getting ready for uh, playoffs to start this weekend. So it was cool to hang with uh, Michael for a little bit. But that's uh, all we had guest-wise. Uh, we welcome uh, Brent Porsche. Hey, good morning, everybody. Brent is in for Pierre this week. Yeah, it's funny because when I turned on the radio and I was listening to Michael Barkan for a second, I thought it was Todd Glass. Oh, really? <laughs> They're very similar. Uh, you know what? Sometimes to their voice. we'll get texts that say he's uh, he's he's got that delivery. Right. When, when you know they both project very well. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, how was your holiday, man? Great. We had a great holiday. A lot of concerts, obviously. I saw some of you guys, Adam, Kathy, Nick, over at the Struts. We had Greta Van Fleet for two shows. We did uh, New Year's Eve at the Record Company. Wow. So good cool, stuff. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You are a live show kind of guy, man. You go to a bunch of them, don't you? Yeah. Man, this nice. weekend was great. It was. Uh, we did the, the after parties at all of them and uh, champagne with the record company <laughs> and ice luges with crazy booze over at the Struts <laughs> and all sorts of stuff, man. That's fun. cool. Yeah. Everybody nice. knows you. Right? Oh. Like, I was just kind of watching Brent walk around backstage. Everybody knows him. It's really Just from cool. going to all the shows. Yeah, really I meet bet. everybody, yeah. There's a great list on the, on the website on PrestonandSteve.com and, and WMMR.com of your top 20 concerts from, yeah. from this past year. And I really enjoyed it, and it made me uh, miss not going to some of them. You yeah. know, that I wish they were, they were, like, I didn't get a Fleetwood Mac. I really wish I'd gone to see them. They were I don't think I could fill out a top 20 con- concerts of the last decade. <laughs> I know, it changes. <laughs> I don't go, no, I don't go to that many concerts well, now, anymore. Yeah, yeah and, and but two decades ago, you probably oh, could God, have done yeah, the same I list. Been, yeah. I would easily have been able to do that, but the, your top 20 for the past the final year? final tally for 2019 was 91 shows <gasps> over the course Whoa. of the year. Yeah. Including the sporting events and stuff like that. that wow. Too long. Wait, That's do, more do, you wear ear, do you wear earplugs? Yes, oh, every single do. time. Okay, uh, I, yep, I was wondering because it was uh, I had them and I forgot them at the Struts. And I don't, I don't obviously don't go to as many shows as you, yeah. but um, and it was loud in there, so I was wondering. Uh, yeah, I almost throw like shame daggers at people that don't have earplugs on, especially when they're standing so close to the so speaker. Close. And if they bring their kids to the shows, then they don't have any kind of yeah. ear protection on. That upsets me. It's yeah. going to do damage, man. Yeah. Hey, what was your number one show for the year? Um, I coupled the two Shinedown shows that I saw at the Ryman Auditorium down in Nashville. What about Disney on Ice? Was that <laughs> it was hard, man. There were a lot of shows and bands that I left off the list that, that yeah. should have been on there. But, you know, just for one reason or another, didn't make the 20. We happen to be in a, uh, in a wonderful area yes. as a conduit for shows that come through. And plus... I'll hold our venues up with any other city in the country. I mean, we just great stuff and great ways to see everybody. So. And I'm all about the road trip as well. Yeah, if you yeah. like something and you want to go see a band and they're not coming to the area, go. Just go. go see yeah. Them. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, we have a very, very short word this week, and we're going to need a letter. You ready? All right, let's go. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter H, as in Happy New Year. All right, we have one more to go for tomorrow. Is it going to be ho or ha or who the hell knows what? We'll find out. But a six-pack of tickets as MMR rocks corn and Breaking Benjamin 
Thursday, January 23rd at the PPL Center in Allentown. Some tickets remain at pplcenter.com, by the way. Uh, let me see here. No sponsors to thank. We're good to go on How there. How about that? Yep. And uh, no guests for tomorrow, so nothing to do there. So we're Listen. done. Weightlifting. What do you have coming up uh, today, Brian? Uh Workforce Blocks. ACDC, Motley Crew. Also have the patron St. Peter Gabriel. We have Day Off on the Slopes passes for next Friday up at Jack Frost. Excellent. Stick with uh, Brent. He's going to take good care of you. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. It's great to see you again. We'll do it again tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Oh, joy. Vacation comes, vacation goes. Guess it's back to fart and poker jokes. Isn't that right, Kathy? Next message. Good morning, all you mother that just made it through the year. Woo! Here we are in 2020. Woo! Let's go! Next message. I swear to you, as soon as my alarm went off, all I could think of was, please go away, let me sleep, for the love of God! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.